everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Melt Fuzz Network. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt Skullthorpe. Hey, how's it people? And just a, a disclaimer for this episode, I think right at the start is, this is your n- nutritional information for the podcast. Uh, really important, important fact. You know, when you buy some food and you really need to know the, uh, the allergy advice, you know, quite often, you know, you, nuts are a big thing, it always says if it you know, contains traces of nuts. Well, I can right. promise you that this episode of Comics from the Multiverse contains zero traces of ginger. Well, of, of live ginger, because there's some ginger material in some of the books. <laughs> oh, sure, right? sure, sure. There's ginger yeah. characters in the books. Yeah, I do apologize. Yes. So, no, no disrespect yeah. to Wally West and uh, anyone so else. So it's like imitation. So like if there were peanuts, like these are like imitation peanuts, I guess. Those nasty circus peanuts that old people like to eat, they're just like marshmallow nastiness. So, you know. Aye, I have no idea what you just said, but yeah. Uh, That's okay. Some people, some people will, will get it, but yeah. I am nodding in agreement, but yes, DC Comics, uh, we've got a lot of books to talk about this week. In fact, I'm going to give you the list of said books right now, and yeah. it is quite a meaty list. Although, Connor not being here, and therefore not doing the books that he, only he reads... Right does cut it down a little bit, which is actually oddly kind of nice, because I feel like if he was here, this would be a three-hour episode, just from the yeah. sheer number of books. Yeah, when he said he wasn't going to be able to make it, I turned to my wife and said, I, I really like Connor, but that means it's going to shorten the episode by <laughs> quite a bit. So, yeah. That said, you know. though, I feel like compared to other episodes, it will still be on par. It's just that it would have been yes. insanely long with you know the third opinion plus the extra books. Uh, yeah. Connor's spending quality time with someone today, which is uh, why he's not here. Uh, it was his one chance to do so, so we, we let him... Quality time with himself. Although, so. it's kind of funny though, because I'm pretty sure he the last episode he missed, I think, was the last time it was this... Bat, you know, it was yeah. an action detective, so on. So, the funny thing is, is when we get to the next one, he's going to have like three of all those to read. <laughs> Uh, he is, and I have no idea what's going on in Hellblazer because I haven't been on one where he's talked about Hellblazer, where he hasn't been to talk here to talk about Hellblazer. So it's not a bad thing. I yeah, just, I'm not complaining. Yeah, just, I feel bad for the people who watch this yeah. or listen to this, wanting some stuff on Hellblazer, and he's the only one doing Suicide Squad now. So Suicide Squad issue five, which is this week, you know, we have nothing for you. We'll just have to find out next time Connor's on when yeah. Suicide Squad comes out, and we can. Get caught up. This is all actually. That, do you know what this is building up to? It's building up to it like an hour long Connor's Corner next month yep. when he's going to have all, all this catching up to do. I'm going to have to get some uh, games on my iPad that I can sit and play while he's. Well, what we'll have to do though, we'll just have to get together on an off day that we don't record and have him do that, <laughs> and us just uh, bounce off. Like, there's no way that's actually happening. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like in Red Hood and the Outlaws, when he does have to talk about it. You know, challenge him on it. Luckily, uh, he's somehow been here for every Red Hood issue, know, which is fantastic. Because it's, it's monthly, but, you know. All right. That's, uh, so the list of books we've got this week, then. We've yes. got Detective Comics 943, Action Comics 966, Wonder Woman issue 9. We have the Wonder Woman 75th Anniversary Special issue 1. Um, this, is a, this is a weird side tangent here. Is, is, do you, yeah. is there a reason why one-shots always get called issue 1? I just think because it's that issue, in case they want to release another one. I suppose, yeah. 
But like it's an annual, so like annuals, even though they're annual, they still get a number. You know? Yeah. Well at least with annuals there is like a two and there's you know, there's at least one next yeah. year. Um but with this, I mean there's not gonna be a second seventy fifth anniversary special. It would be the seventy sixth anniversary special or it would be yeah, the hundredth or whatever, I don't know. That. It doesn't really matter, I just, you know. Um, but we also have The Flash issue 9, Batgirl issue 4, Titans issue 4, Teen Titans issue 1, Blue Beetle issue 2, Batman Beyond issue 1, Matt will talk about Deathstroke issue 5, and then we both tried out issue 1 of the new miniseries, which is Vigilante Southland mm-hmm. issue 1. Um, and the other stuff that was out that Connor would be covering is Suicide Squad issue 5, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps issue 7, <laughs> and the Hellblazer issue 3. So... Yeah, that's a lot of books this week, so I'm oh, actually glad corner. that there's three of them that we don't have to uh, yep. get through. Um, there was one little tidbit of news, and they revealed a few more characters for um, GLA, which is coming in February. Uh, yep. Adding to the mix, we have Black Canary, who seems like a you know pretty reasonable pick. She seems like she yeah. kind of belongs. She's usually on a team of some kind, whether it was a yeah. JSA or JLA in the past. So, or even Birds of it's Prey, a nice fit. you know, so, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she fits. Um, then you get Batman, which I know Matt uh, puts his cynical hat on as soon as he hears Batman's involved. I'm not... Like, don't get me wrong, if we read the book and it's like, this is a Batman book and everyone else is a sidecar, like, I would get the complaint. But I feel like he'll be the Nick Fury, he'll, you know... Supply them with tech. He'll give some advice, and they can go off and do their I just thought was was that woman that busy in tech that she couldn't be on the team? Like, well, this is the thing. She's already getting her solo series, and she's the head of that. Oh, team, that's right. So that's right. I forgot about the solo series. It's not like the like... Batman doesn't have a solo series either. So, <laughs> well, to be fair, none of the other characters in this have a solo series. Yeah, that's true. So Batwoman's up higher up in the hierarchy. Yeah, I'm running through the list, and that's true. So yeah. far, none of them do. Nah, Yet. Yet. Yeah. Well, maybe one day eventually, but yeah. yeah. Obviously, the, the original four members were the Atom, the Ray, uh, Killer Frost, and Vixen. Uh, yeah. So we now have them with Black Canary, Batman, and the final member, which is the only one that I kind of rolled my eyes at, was uh, yeah. Lobo is in this book. And, and Biker Lobo, not the... As I came to to find out when I researched this news, Twilight Lobo is what they were calling the the new Fifty Two version. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to say I, I never, I never, at least I don't remember encountering Twilight Lobo. No, I I don't either. But just the fact that they redesigned him to be like suave, which is not a word you think of with Lobo. So no, nah. yeah. <laughs> That, that said, he's up there with Deadpool and Harley Quinn as characters I want less of, you know? Yeah. So. Although, the thing is, out of those three, I like Harley the most because Harley, when she's used yeah. right, is very good. And I like Harley a lot mm. when she is used right. Um, right. Obviously, her solo book's mainly like, oh yeah, she's our Deadpool. Uh, so they're treating her like Deadpool and Deadpool's Deadpool. Uh who has his moments, but, you know, a lot of the time it's just that same sense of humour. Uh, Lobo, though? There's very little I like about Lobo. Yeah, th- there's two times I've liked Lobo. One was on the Justice League cartoon. Or was it ba- Superman? It was, it, was, the it was Superman. It was on Superman's okay. animated series. So. It was Superman then. I just remember the Justice League being there and him being part of the Justice League and it not meshing well. 
Hmm. You know? And the other was in 52 with his space dolphins, and he'd become a pacifist. That was pretty fun. But everything else from Lobo, I'm just like, it's it's like cable. It just reeks of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Even even just the way it looks. But yeah, yeah. so that, that was the uh, the one bit of news this week. Um, I will say there was a bunch of variant covers just came out for November um, on some of the comic websites. You can go and check those out. Some of them are really, really pretty. Uh, yeah. There's a really great Wonder Woman one, which is just her face. Um, I should have taken took a note who it was that had drawn it. Now that I brought it up, but I didn't. So <laughs> it's lovely, is what I'm saying. See, I like that DC's doing this now. At least at my shop, they don't charge extra. Yeah. For the equal variants, so you have that choice of which cover you want. Now, the more you know, like the one in twenty five ones, they charge more for. Yeah. You know, most most of the books don't have those though. They all have the one variant cover, and then yeah. you get your All Star Batman or whatever, which has like ten, and yeah, you know, whatever. Um, it, it is nice to give you that choice, like because I think like Titans, for example, we're talking about Titans today. I think every single variant for Titans has been gorgeous. Yeah, uh, they've all been great. So, you know, um, it's nice that they're letting them do that. Uh, same with uh, Detective. Actually, I feel like I've. I feel like, uh, you know, I can't say nine times out of ten because there's not been ten issues yet, I don't think, but mm-hmm. four times out of five, I feel like I'm preferring the variant on the issues than I am yeah. the, the main one, but it's not a big deal. But No, I mean, it's just the cover and whatever, but, you know, there's certain ones that look great, and I used to look at certain ones and be like, oh, I don't want to spend $15 for that. So now it's kind of nice that they're putting good-looking variants for yeah. free. Like that, Basically. like that action a, f- a few issues ago that had mm-hmm. the Gary Frank cover where yep. he, it was Clark Holton in his shirt. I mean, that was gorgeous. Yep. Well, gorgeous. even the lowest one from the last one where her storming into Perry's office, you know? Mm. That was another one that just looked great. So, but yeah, good on you, DC. So, let's uh, talk about books then. Uh, starting with Detective Comics 943, which is uh, James Tenney IV and Alvaro Martinez. Uh, so this is the start of a new arc we wrapped up one just before the uh, crossover mm-hmm. so this is the first one since Night of the Monster Men and we introduced to a new team of villains who seem to have some sort of obviously spoilers for each because we're talking about them before I uh, yep. <laughs> go into Stephanie details. Browns as one would Stephanie Browns as I like to say so we have mm-hmm. a new team who are, aren't really fully revealed until the end I actually really like how it builds them up a little bit near the start yeah. we have a uh, I think it's the Wayne Enterprises building where there's like a giant like bit of graffiti, like a message. It says, yep. uh, you know, it says death to the bat or whatever it says. I actually can't remember the exact phrase. But Batwoman's there investigating with Rennie uh, Montoya. Yeah, uh, that was nice. That, hey, it's nice that they're, they're keeping this greater DCU or this greater Gotham universe yep. sort of like around. But there's a line where uh, Rennie says, well, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Big grin across my face. Of course. See, Tinny knows what he's doing here, though. This is the... This whole book is the type of Batman I like reading. Because there's characters that pop up that you've forgotten about. And there's a greater sense of Gotham. Like, this yeah. is the Gotham book. Which is cool, because we have solo Batman. And this yes. Is, you know, this. Exactly. And so, in past times in Detective, it's just another Batman book. But here it feels different enough. And I love that. Yeah, so there's some great stuff when they're talking to like, the security guard who survived this incident that uh, 
you know, no one stole anything, but you know, they came here to like deliver this message. Yeah. And he's talking about how like, the one in the back, who's like grey and pale, like had this stare and all that. And we see yep. like brief glimpses of them, but it's not until the end of the the book we actually get the, uh, you know, the full reveal of the uh, yep. the victim syndicate is what they're calling themselves. Uh, so we have five members here that I can see. We have the main one who's got a sort of almost red hood hood esque sort of mask, yeah. but he's got like a sort of cape or cloak kind of thing going on. Uh, mm-hmm. He he's he's quite creepy. There's a dude who has almost imagine Freddy Krueger's hand. But instead of knives, it's syringes. <laughs> uh, that's even worse. It's <laughs> even worse. Got that. We have someone who's about the penguin's height, but seems to have elephant man's disease. Yeah. Uh, we have someone who's a pretty boy with sunglasses and like a ponytail with blonde hair, you know. And he's got like a green shimmer almost to him. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, who, who knows what his power set is. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we do have the Frankenstein monster-esque looking fella who's grey and pale and looks like kind of gothic almost. With like a, a cutthroat looking mark it looks like or like a yeah. a well, noose mark. That's why I was saying a Frankenstein-esque creation. Yeah. That's what made me think of so, that. But that was kind of like the one that the, the, the survivor of the, the Wayne attack, the Wayne Tech attack yeah. was talking like it got real quiet yeah. and and which it is, was unsettling. Which is great. I, I love a. I love when Batman faces like a, a horror esque villain where yeah. they're they're yeah. genuinely creepy. Which the Joker should be when he's when he's done right. The Joker should be terrifying yeah. when he's written properly. Yep. Um But no. Otherwise, there's a lot of good uh, dynamics between the team. We get we get a lot sort of uh, like Clayface training. Like, I didn't even realize it was Clayface at first because we cut yeah. to. Uh, I almost called it the danger room. The uh, the yeah. clay, the mud room. The mud room. There you go. Um, yeah. And he's training with Cass, and they're talking about this fundraiser that's getting thrown by uh, Luke Fox, who's uh, Lucius Fox's son, also Batwing. If you're uh, unfamiliar with him. Yeah. Is no. That's all. Thing is, he still Batwing, or has he just is he just doing the Fox tech? Go, well, I know from a variant cover that in a few issues' time he will be donning the Batwing costume. Whether okay. or not. Whether or not he's active at this moment in time, I'm not sure. But yeah. he definitely will but be I, soon. I do like that they are game planning. And the reason that really Bruce and and um, Batwoman, um, Kate, there you go. go to this thing is kind of to recruit him. Because Tim left all of this tech unfinished. Yeah, they need, they need, uh, they need a tech person who can work with yeah. all this stuff. And I love, though, that she's completely not on board either. Like, the entire yep. time. Because he's in a tux and she's, like, in a dress. And it's, like, yep. you know, they're going, like, and pretend as if they're here for just a yeah. gala. And, uh, well, it would make sense that a Wayne and a Kane would be at this gala. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right? Of course, and that's yeah. what I like, that they play up, that they show up together, yeah. you know, and, and whatnot. And, again, it's that larger sense of Gotham. But I also love when, when Luke approaches her. She's like, yep, not even. Not even. <laughs> well, because he tries to uh, flirt, doesn't he? He, uh-huh. he? he says something yep. flirty and tries to kiss her hand or whatever, and she's like, no, nope, no, no. Just barking just up the wrong tree, dude. Yeah, not my type. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But no, I, I like all that stuff. Um, I like this stuff with uh, Stephanie. She, she's like, went kind of AWOL. She's not answering oh. the calls uh, because she's too heartbroken about Tim. And we meet Harper. She's, she goes and sees uh. Harper. That was such a nice surprise. Yeah, I had no idea she was going to pop up. No, and I like what they said is like her bluebird costumes locked up in a trunk, 
in a closet, and she can do more good as Harper Rowe than as Bluebird. I have a feeling there was a time limit on that, that eventually she will don the costume again for yep. some reason. But, yeah. yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice to explore this. It's nice that they're friends. And, you know, it was nice to see her again. I, I And she mentioned her brother, who we... Because I think one of the best issues of that, that uh, Snyder Batman run was mm-hmm. that issue that focused on her and her brother. That was a really yep. good issue. And the uh, messed up... Yeah, their relationship with the dad and the mom that took off yeah. or died, I can't remember... But yeah, and like she's still Harper. She still has that swagger in talking about how her and Tim were trying to to remap the entire electrical grid of Gotham to provide low income energy. And it's just like it's that type of stuff that's like, oh yeah, Tinian worked with Snyder, so of course he's gonna tie this together. Yeah, but that because we liked Harper quite a bit, and it felt like she just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. So it's it's it is good that she's still around, and it's. Yep. You know, it feels like it is world building, it is whatever. And I can see her joining the team. I can see Bluebird being Well, a... that's what I thought with the with the tech. Because uh, this was all before we get to Luke and what uh, well, Luke is going to do. But even once Luke showed up, because him and Kate were bickering yeah. about it and she was against yeah. it, I was thinking the swerve maybe next issue would be that it is actually going to be Harper that ends up taking yeah. this role. Uh, because she could almost be an oracle type not with like information but with the tech yeah so not oracle but like q and james bond to where she she maintains the belfry and doesn't have to go out but push comes to shove she can suit up if they need like an extra member yeah but but i definitely like where this is going with luke is just a arrogant jerk kind of he's very much tony stark in Mm, this yeah i can see that like like, he shows up with this, like, hover car and tells the valet, he's like, hey, if you don't scratch that, you get the next one off of the production line. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this guy. So, but it's also, also we get, um, uh, was that uh, Jean-Paul Azriel is also helping at the Tompkins Clinic. Yeah, that's right, yeah, he's, like, supervising where Harper is, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. it's just all of these nice things, but the Stephanie stuff really hit me hard. Just because she is in that that uh, what am I, bereavement period where she's just all shut down and she doesn't want to do any of the stuff. Like she helped out with the monster men just out of duty to like Gotham and whatnot. But now that it's quieted down, she can take that time and it's good to see these characters digesting that, even Bruce. Yeah. And we get to see he's put Tim's costume in one of the Robin cases, which let's be honest, he's got a lot of Robin cases. Yeah, he's, he's got an entire wall of these things now. All these dead, yeah. dead Robin suits. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, no, nah, I, I, all that stuff. Um, you know, Kate tried to talk Bruce into going to see Stephanie, and he's like, no, yeah. she just needs time. And like, yep. he's, you know, I, I like, I like that it is taking the issue, like you say, to digest what just happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we get obviously there's a bit of build for the new plot. I mean, they shop at the end. Yeah. But it's just the cliffhanger at the end. Most of the issue is them dealing with what's going on now. It's replacing Tim's role as the tech person. It's dealing with the fact that we're all upset that he's dead. It's dealing with all this stuff. Um, and of course, yeah, so... And if you don't know who Harper Rowe is, by the way, I realise we have like... Uh, I know a lot of people yeah. who watch or listen to this uh, only jumped on comics with uh, Rebirth. So right. it's entirely possible that you might not know some of these names that are just popping up. So Harper was a sort of, you know, kid in Gotham who kind of went out of her way to try and help Batman, despite the, you know, yep. even against his wishes almost, and ended up saving his life at one point. 
and she kind of became... was against the court, right? Was yeah, she yeah. First up, one else. Okay. Yeah, because it was it oh, was wow. really weird when she showed up as well because we didn't. Yeah. There was like no build up to her, and then it explained after the fact who she was. Yeah. And that she'd been tracking him and like found a way to like track his movement throughout the city. Yeah. Which was impressive, and that made her like, yeah, okay. And she became a character called Bluebird, was her like her hero name. Yeah, and and Batman Eternal. Yeah, so, so that's her. And John Paul Valley, of course, uh, was Asriel. Uh, is he still Asriel? Is he Asriel in Present Day Rebirth, or is that a thing yet? I don't know. Well, remember when the colony stuff started? They had taken him down inside the church. Mm, and that's right. So yeah, yeah. I don't think he's active anymore. I think he's just a civilian helping Doctor Tompkins. So, but. Who knows? He might show up. Like I have a feeling at a certain point we're gonna get everybody suited up together uh, from the Bat family. So that'll be cool. Uh, also, Clayface coming to the gala uh, in human form and being yeah. like, "I can be younger if it makes you feel more comfortable." Because like obviously Stephanie, yeah. Harper, and Cass are all teenagers yeah. or whatever. So uh, no, well, that was good fun. Uh, <laughs> like you acting as a teenager is far more worse than you looking like an adult. <laughs> so. But yeah, it's it's they're doing a lot of cool stuff with Clayface and making him heroic, but still just like learning the ropes. So it's just it's a great book all around. Even if you don't like continuity, like you can't not. I don't see how you don't enjoy this. Yeah, no, that's that's. I think if you're interested in the Bat Family, you're you're getting a lot out of this book, and it's it's given all these characters a real chance to shine. And who yeah. knows? I mean, Batwoman's getting her own book. Who's to say that mm-hmm. some of the other characters in here won't get their own solo series? sometime next year or beyond uh, I'm just saying a Stephanie Brown book I would be all over it yeah all over Stephanie it Stephanie Brown Harper Rose Jean Jean Paul all kind of hanging out like that'd be great alright so uh, more quality detective uh, very much obviously the first issue in the arc but uh, liking liking the build of the villains and liking all the character stuff they're doing so let's move on to Action Comics 966 which is uh, Dan Jurgens and Steven Segovia uh, mm-hmm. this issue and this uh, concludes this uh, two part story with uh, Lois yep. going back to the Daily Planet and obviously the cliffhanger at the end of the last issue was that she goes to New 52 Lois's apartment and uh, Superwoman's there, Lana. Yep. And that was the cliffhanger we ended on. So obviously, I was looking very much forward to the uh, the ramifications for that. We don't actually go straight into that though. We had some cool stuff with uh, Superman and John, which is almost yeah. kind of weird because I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't super. This is action. Yeah. You- He's Superboy now. Okay. Yeah, and like him showing John how to focus his super sight. Yeah. And there's looking at the space station and. Uh, you find out that John's actually faster than Superman was at that age. Yeah, or which I thought that's interesting. M- maybe even faster than he is just now. Like maybe this is. Yeah, like... I I also took that as Clark was holding back. Okay. Right. You know, and but then when he found out how fast he was, like comparatively when he was that age, he's going quicker. So he's a special kid. And uh, I think, but they have they have that talk about Lois not being there. Well, yeah, I mean that's obviously the whole point of it. Is everything ties mm-hmm. into this whole hard going back to the planet, and this is dealing with the fact that John's never lived through that. Like his entire life, yeah. she's been the stay at home mom. I mean, she's been writing books, yeah. but she's there, she's around. Yeah. Um. So that, that's the whole point of the scene. But uh, what I like about it as well is him being in costume and him being trained. 
it shows us that the previous arc was obviously set before Superman, whereas this yep. arc clearly is at least after the first arc of Superman. Like this is mo- yep. or they've both moved forward in time, and that's kind of cool. It's just it yep. puts it in place for you. But yeah, so uh, Superwoman and Lois have a interesting conversation. Obviously, Lois very quickly uh, gets a signal out to Clark that uh, there's this yeah, mysterious help. glowing woman <laughs> uh, yeah. might might be in trouble, might be dead soon if you don't show up. And he shows up, yeah. and he she reveals who she is, and I kind of love this moment because obviously they both know Lana from there like history but right. this, this Clark has also met this Lana this was Superman Rebirth mm-hmm. issue 1 uh, way back in June yeah June yeah June uh, that feels so long ago now doesn't it it does yeah. well, it helps when you have the, the double shippers like this yeah. we've already gotten 9 issues of or 10 of content so it feels much farther away than it is yeah um, and this is for me. This is this became this thing where, if, if much like Detective, not 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 the exact same, but in a kind of similar mm-hmm. sense, Detective is the connecting book where you know yep. you know you got a Batman, you got a Nightwing, you got Batgirl, and all the rest of it. Detective's the team book that sort of brings other characters, but everyone sort of together. I feel like action certainly over these last two issues feels like this like centerpiece of the. Uh, of the Superman books, and that this yep. is clearly tying into Superman with the stuff with John. It brings in Superwoman, and Superwoman even like you know gives her backstory and says you know uh, other Lois is dead, and she yeah. and this her story and her talking about what her Lois would want is partly what convinces our Lois to mm-hmm. then take her place at the Daily Planet at the end of this year. So, yeah, everything's feeding right. off each other. And I like that. And I like that it did have the editor's box to check out Superwoman. Mm. So, you know, I feel like they should be crossing over, not full storylines all the time, but what happens in one book should impact something like this. You know, if Lois is taking over for the Lois that vaporized, as Lana had said, then I want to see some ramifications elsewhere, you know? And do you know what I like about it as well is I like that it, it doesn't just have her here. It doesn't shy away from what's going on in her book. She actually gets a nosebleed and Clark's like, wait, are you sick? Like, it, it's brought yeah. up. Like, it's where she is right now is, you know, directly referenced. You know, she she is ill. And, yep. uh, no, I like that. It's, it's, it's good stuff. And it's a really good series. It's, 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 it's characters who have not got to see interact since all yep. this has really kicked off. All on that rebirth issue, but, you know, having... Or Lois also interact with Lana, and yep. having them all come together, it it just it feels like a lot of uh, coherence. I guess is the word. Yeah, and you also got that message from Lois that was like, "Please, you know, I promised uh, Lana we would do this together, and she needs a support structure." Mm. You know, so I like that 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 kind of gets Lois, and the line that got me too was uh, Lois saying, "I don't want to have to break it to Sam Lane." About yeah. his little girl, like I, I don't want yeah. to tell my dad from another universe that his daughter's yeah. dead. You know that that, that, yeah. was, that was a very good, uh, very good play yeah. on that. I, I also, yeah. I just I like that from from that rebirth issue, we we had mm-hmm. sort of Lana and Clark have a bit of a bond. You know, there's, there's that uh, great yeah. moment at the end where Clark said, uh, "I'm really f- thankful in whatever universe there's always a Lana." Uh, yeah. To support me, so I like that. This is 
building that bond again because like, as you say Alana needs a support structure she's kind of yep. I mean she has she has Steel and she has Natasha yeah but this is building her connections to the greater universe she doesn't feel as compact anymore and she I mean right. to be fair don't get me wrong Superwoman as a whole felt fairly connected anyway because of Lex Lex was a big part is a big part of that book right now right who but, also uh, shows up here though and Lois gives him the what for which I like too you know like yeah. It, like, we use the term Batman family and Superman family, but for the longest time now, everything's felt compartmentalized. Like, whatever's happened in action and detective and Superman and Batman, they all didn't affect each other. Here, they do, like, the characters do feel like a family. From Steel to Lana to Clark and Lois and John, even Crypto, you know, like, and Lex. I'd throw Lex in there now because even though he's doing Superman stuff to benefit himself, I still feel he's like more hero than he was before. Yeah. Um, um, I also love that it opens with that, that stuff with Superman and John, but the entire narration comes from Lois. And it's yep. kind of this nice, interesting twist on Lois's like perspective now, because she was always like a workaholic. She always cared about her job and she always, you know, yep. was a, was a go-getter. And I love that now as, you know, a wife and as a, a mother, she is like, okay, I still want to do this. I still want this to be a part of my life, but she's still constantly thinking what, what you know, her husband or son are up to. She's like, yeah. this, this is like a thing that she never had. You know, back at the start of the Superman mythos when you know Superman first shows up, you know, she wasn't like that. She didn't have any no. attachments, and it's just it's... no, not at all. And she was terrible at him because she always put her job first. Yeah, you know. So now that she has to balance the family, and she's been a family woman for however long John's been around, like whatever his age is, that's her life of those last years. So it's going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll get pop-ins to how she's uh, reacting with all this in both Superman and action, maybe even Trinity. So, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it kind of feels like it's resetting things to the right place again. It's like, oh, Lois is back at the planet. This feels right. We're comfortable again. <laughs> Yes, as it should be. Also, I don't want to have a moment like we did last week where I missed a Legion reference, but Clark had said you'd have to be Saturn Girl, or you don't have to be Saturn Girl to to read what you're thinking. That actually got me thinking, now that you brought it up. Yeah. It got me thinking, wait a minute, he'll recognize her if he sees her. Mm-hmm. If, he, if for whatever reason Superman ends up in Arkham Asylum uh, at any given point, he will know who that but is. But are we sure that's... But we're not sure who that is. That could be any of the Legion members. Okay, sure. But I, I seem to remember you thinking when we got uh, the Rebirth one shot. You seem pretty... Because, yeah, because she wasn't talking. But I mean, it could be. These could be the breadcrumbs, you know, last week in Batman and now, you know, yeah, there was it, mention it, of her. Is, so. it, is it a coincidence that this was a week yeah. after that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it is. But I also just love him referencing a telepath and... You know, it being his childhood friend, Saturn Girl. So, hmm. so obviously we get a small tease at the end as well for the villains for the next arc. Because Men of Steel mm-hmm. starting next issue. Yeah. They look uh, pretty metal. And I don't mean that just in like, because of Steel. But like, they they look like they're from a, a metal album cover. So, should be pretty interesting. Yeah, I... Uh... I have nothing to really say. They're just kind of there at the end. Like, here's the villains for the next arc. Fine, yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But no, I really enjoyed this show. I really enjoyed this two-parter. I feel like it was probably the strongest two issues of action. Yeah. 
so that's far. Fair. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's Action Comics. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman issue 9. Uh, Greg Rucker and Liam Sharp were back in present day, of course. Yeah. And again, this was this was very much kind of like Detective, even though it's not the end of this arc. It's yeah. like Detective in that it's a Fallout issue. Like they're back, you know, back in the US. Back whatever. from Africa. They, yeah. they got Urs Katanga in a potted plant. Yeah, that made me think of Baby Groot for whatever reason. I was just yeah, thinking that this, this, you know, demon god well, or whatever. And I love the lady in charge is like, oh, that's all he is? And I, one of the guys, I think it was Trevor, is like, well, you know, size is not everything. You know? <laughs> I just thought that was a funny little back and forth. Yeah, uh, dear. Um, yeah, that, that was all good stuff. Obviously, the art's gorgeous from Sharp again. It, it has been the entire issue, but I really want to point out that when... Wonder Woman and Steve go on a a, a date, as it were, uh, yep. to the beach. Every single panel with that glowing light and the the yellow sunset and everything yep. about it, everything. Like that, the colorist. You you have the book in front of you, I imagine. Yes. Because I don't. That colorist, we should we should mention because that entire scene. Oh, I need to swipe back know. to the start. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I need to swipe. I'll vamp for a minute, but. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. yeah keep talking, keep <laughs> so talking. I'm a... I'll say, but yeah, it's all wash and, and pinks and oranges, and you just feel like it is an actual sunset, not something that was drawn. And that's the combination of of Sharp's art and the inker and the colorist all doing what they should be doing at the highest level. So, and it's the emotion in that moment also is just Rucka. Because so much, so much as he he leaves to the artist there, because the sentences are really short, and you can just read it all in in Sharp's body language. Yeah, yeah. Like it, at first it starts awkward, and then, you know, it it doesn't. Yeah, I like how it it lets the art do a lot of the talking. And by the way, the title yeah. page for this is like a third into the book. That was a really awkward one to find. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. But yeah, uh, the colorist is Laura Martin. Okay. Uh, yeah just that that scene alone i mean even some of the other scenes it really pops so that one is the the shining star if you will of the issue but i like what what diana said about love like she's good at love but not great at romance hmm. you know and that speaks to her compassion and we'll talk more on this in the next thing when we get to the 75th thing but they really are doubling down on her compassion for for all life yeah, no, I like that. I like that they're doing that. I also, um, I love the scene here where she's at the mall with um, yep. Minerva because she's like human again. She's you know back to yep. some semblance of normality, and she's uh like they're getting her clothes because she doesn't have it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Diana says because there's like a crowd forming outside because they've obviously yep. all heard that Wonder Woman is there. Uh, like she, she willingly goes outside to like meet sort of meet and greet and like make an appearance because she feels like she should. Uh, and the yep. other characters even talking about that, which you know, is, that's a great double page spread, which happens to be the title page. Uh, may I add? Yeah. Um, where you, like, and I like that the way the the wide shot works is it actually gives you the sense of scale because they just leave her like really small at the side of the mm-hmm. the image. So, no. And there's also if you read this the the different signs at the stores, like the 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 names of the stores are all like named after people that have worked on Wonder Woman. Like there's Chang's. And then there's an Azarello, oh, Perez, yeah. 
you know. So I thought that I always like when artists work that type of stuff in. Uh, it's fun. That's a nice and, touch. Uh, yeah. But just that whole scene and then when, when Barbara Ann comes out and she's just dressed like her old self. Hmm. And Diana's like, you could have gotten anything. She goes, yeah, but this is what I'm comfortable in. So let's go. And uh, we we get kind of a resolution of where the mascara is. And well, kind of. They did. Yeah. They skip a bit of information here, which I assume we'll get next time or you know yep. whenever. Uh, yep. Because Minerva tries to help her, and she gives all this spiel about how it's not a literal place; it's kind of in a different realm or whatever. And uh, yeah. we, as she's explaining it, we get these wonderful like cuts ahead to uh, Wonder Woman suiting up and Steve and both of them going to Themyscira, yeah. and it ends with her getting there and seeing her mother. Uh, right. But the actual information of how they actually find it is not there. Like, that's skipped over. So I assume that will be something we get to. Yeah, they, they built to it by her saying, like, it's a physical place, but it's also a spiritual place. You know, so it's tied to an emotional feeling, right? That's what she said. Like, because she has to be allowed to to be let in, right? But if that's the case, then how did Steve get there? So, because he had to be allowed in too. And that's why I'm wondering if that's why he went back mm. with her. I mean, Not just to offer all the moral support, but he's a piece of her being allowed back in. Yeah, actually, there's a line here that I uh, missed before, now that I'm looking at it. Uh-huh. Uh, it says, I yeah. think I know of such a place, which would actually be a reference to the last issue, which was the Minerva yep. issue. So, Because yep. she mentions they need to go to a physical place where the barrier is at its weakest. And yep. because that's where she kind of got there but not really mm-hmm. uh in the last issue that kind of makes sense actually and yeah. yeah maybe you're right maybe maybe her bringing steve is because now that she's at this emotional like this better emotional place because yeah. her and steve have kind of patched things up and because yeah. she does have minerva back and she's not cheating anymore maybe all these things are contributing to the fact that she's not as uh, broken i guess as yeah much. she's not as yeah that's exactly what i would use is her emotional state after everything like, because we even get, see, it's the problem with reading the 75th and this back-to-back <laughs> is I think they mentioned in this one that she was Ares or a form of Ares and that the gods work differently than we think. So they're touching on the stuff that Azarello and Chang had done, you know, but that experience has kind of left her, like Pete said, broken. And now she's finally picking up the pieces, so uh, and reassembling them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we also find out that the, the, these villains that were teased before uh, with the uh, uh, the orb thing. Yeah, uh, we got a quick glimpse of them as well, and we know that some of them, one of them is planted where uh, where you know Steve sort of came head office the commander yeah. and stuff because they know about the plotted plant plant that's got the uh, yep Urskatanga. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and just just a bit of it's just that's just kind of bubbling in the background like they're these people are working well, behind the scenes. Well, it's Veronica Kale who was huge in Rucka's first run on the character, and she, I mean that's that's basically her like Lex Luthor. So, and I don't mean that just because of businesses and whatnot, but it's she's kind of representative of everything that Wonder Woman's not. So I think that's interesting that that got put there because we've taken Cheetah off the villain board, you know, and now that they're allies. So I'm wondering if this is building to an even bigger, you know, 
Yeah, but obviously now Minerva seems like she's going to be a supporting character now for. Well, that's what I mean. That yeah. she's an ally now. That's not yeah. a villain. So that leaves who's the villain? Because when this first opened, we kind of thought it was going to be Cheetah, you know. But in the events that have led up to it, you know, and I'm and I'm glad because I like that character. Like Rucka has made me really like Barbara Ann, especially in that last issue that focused on her. But even through all all the Cheetah stuff, so it was it was good once Veronica Kale showed up, and it's another character that I I read in fifty two that I had no idea who she was, but she was on the uh, evil scientist island, uh, working on all that stuff. So it's good to see her again. Yeah. So obviously we get back at Themyscira at the end, and it leads me to think that the next issue of the Lies will be uh, Diana confronting her mother about. Yep. You know, inaccuracies, things that don't add up. Yep. Uh, and who knows what we'll get from that, so. Yep. Definitely. Uh, so that's Wonder Woman. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman 75th Anniversary Special, Issue 1, um, by lots of people, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, all, all the people. <laughs> yeah, lots lots and lots of people. Uh I don't know if we'll talk about everything that's in this because there's a lot of so much. There's a lot of small things. There's some stories that are like two pages long. There's some stories that are a bit longer. There's pinups. There's a a fake incontinuity, Lois Lane interview article with Wonder Woman in the middle, written by Rucka. (laughs) I love the intention of it, but it took up a good chunk, and it took me like to shift from reading comic books to reading prose. I have to make a switch in my brain. So, yeah, having that just right in the middle, you know, I'd rather had they put it in the end, you know? Yeah, so. I, I'm i not going to lie, I didn't read all of it, because yeah. I'm reading a comic book and then I get to a page, it's nothing but prose, I'm like, hmm, uh, <laughs> my, brain, yeah, that. my brain's not in the, uh, the right pace for this. Exactly. You know? And it took me a little while to read, just because my brain would be uh, drifting off about the comic stuff I just read, and yeah. But that said, the there's a two-page story of of her talking with the animals. Uh, just that the one really with the tiger? hit me. Yeah. Yeah, tiger one's good. I like that. That was a good, oh. simple little story. My favorite yeah. fun one in this. There's like a, it's only three or four pages, but she's essentially going to IKEA for the first time. Yes, and that was the one by Hope Larson, who's writing Batgirl. Birds yes. Spray. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Batgirl. Batgirl. Okay. Not Birds of Prey. Gotcha. They're all starting to merge, Pete. (laughs) I'm reading a lot of books. Um, But yeah, but that one was a lot of fun just because of of the villain Human Tank showing up. Yeah. Human Tank's reason for showing up and messing up the place was that uh, putting together that chest of drawers or that that cabinet or whatever it was was too difficult. You know, yes, that was his reason. He, he was, was outraged that the instructions not been good enough, and he was missing a piece, and that's what set yeah, him up. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but and I love that the the dialogue from Etta is like, this is a place where people go from boys to men and girls to women, and you know, and and you see the the parents trying to buy their kids college stuff, and then you see the person crying on the love seat. They're like, why do they call it a love seat when you have to buy it by yourself? And there's just little fun stuff in there. Uh, I also liked the World War II story in the middle that's 
like the adventures of Wonder Woman, which now I know you and Connor said it was good. Yeah. But now I want to go back and read all that if it's going to be that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't finish it. Um, I should go back and mm-hmm. do that. But I read the because yeah. it's those digital series that are good. But god yeah. damn it, having like you know like yes. a third of a story every week is just kind of weird. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, no, that was a fun one. I I enjoyed the the first one as well, where Wonder Woman uh mm-hmm. takes on Nazis uh at the start. I just, and I don't want to be a continuity wonk, but if she had just come out for the first time, like, is this a out-of-continuity story? Oh, most of, them, most of them are out-of-continuity. Okay. Well, I got that with the adventures of Wonder Woman, but oh, I just oh, that's because of the title honestly, of the, the only, book. Honestly, the only thing that I think is actually in continuity is the uh, Rucka article thing. But then there was that one by Simone that was with Superman against where she fights Titano. Uh, yeah. I think that was set in continuity. Was it? I think so because she had said that you know he's not my boyfriend anymore. No, he shouldn't say like, anymore. Well, what are you? Shouldn't say anymore. Oh, okay. She says he's not her boyfriend. Huh. So I mean that one. See, I mean, there's nothing about it that says yeah. that it can be in continuity, but yeah, I, I, I took, that makes more sense. I took all of these as not in continuity to the point when it got to the rocket one. I was like, oh, this one's in continuity. Okay. Like that, that that struck me as weird. Whereas, because the rest of them were so, you know, yeah. like some of them were like set in the forties. Some of them were set with completely different art styles and a completely different type of mascara. Yeah. You know, the, that's um, true too. Um, the other one I want to mention too was basically a two-page poem by Marguerite Bennett, and I've been very, um, that's what I'm looking for, harsh on Bennett's work, but if. She didn't write stuff like that, and the way it worked with the art, I was really surprised. This, actually, technically that one may have been in continuity, because that was essentially uh, about longing to go back to Themyscira, so yeah, I can see an argument for that one. That one seems to fit with... Uh, but see, and that, that's where I was getting, so like the Adventures of Wonder Woman one, I knew that's not continuity, because it's revolving around that title that's out of continuity, right? So then I just kind of figured the rest of them were somehow in continuity, but not like... Oh, the first one is definitely not. The first one's in the 40s yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, that's where I was. That's where the confusion comes from. So, obviously, but it was still good. Obviously, there's some of them that could be, but I don't think they necessarily are. I think it's just, you know, this is, this is a, a Wonder Woman story that's kind of on its own. And I think one of the big signs was how different the costume was in a lot of them. It was kind of clear that it was... Yeah. This is representing a different era. This is representing the seventies. This is representing, you know, so on and so forth. Um, there's a Giganta story in there that was okay. Uh, the art was a bit wonky in that one, though. Yeah, big uh, time. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. She had shoulders like a linebacker, and I just like I get that Wonder Woman's <laughs> supposed to be big, but she looked like Terry Tate off a of linebacker. I think that's been too kind. She looked deformed to me, if I'm honest. Yeah. So but... like. Body shape was doing something weird that I I just wasn't yeah. understanding. Um, Simone's story at the end was quite good actually. That was a nice little yes. uh, uplifting thing with a uh, always the little girl's name the uh, super <sighs> with the flower power. Yeah, I can't remember. There's oh. there's so much comics, but it was she called her like flower princess at one point, and I liked how she made her touch the 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 rope or the rope the lasso. And the girl's like, is it going to burn? She's like, it might. Um, you know, and again, it just it shows Wonder Woman's compassion for life. 
in that she is such a warrior, but at the same time, she she does care about all living things, good or bad. Yeah, and I think that's important. Um, the girl's name is Star Blossom. By the there way. you go, Star Blossom. Uh, yeah. God, Simone, get get back to this. Like, um, I think I think Simone will have a book next year. I, I think she's, she's. I hope so. She's doing that uh, vertical book right now. Yeah, which one? Yeah, uh, clean room. That's vertical, right? Okay, I think so. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that was her. Yeah, oh, well, I think that's. Uh, I'm sure it's clean room she's doing, but yeah. I'm sure she'll end up with a book. Uh, even if uh, Star Blossom gets a book, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be down yeah, for some like, Gil Simone Star Blossom. <laughs> yeah, so I just get get Gil Simone back to the greater DC continuity because that's like Secret Six is one of my favorite things, and that was I mean it was in DC continuity, but not with characters people really cared about. She made us care about them. So, like, let her do that again. Just not with Secret Six. Because Lightning's not going to strike twice. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Uh... Anyways. Good read. I mean, it was a long read. It's. We're, we're recording a little bit later than normal because of that. Um, I, yeah. If I'm going to sum my thoughts on the whole thing, like, if, if it's worth it, if it was worth the $8 price yeah. tag, if, you know. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's such a sort of cobbled together mix of things that don't really yeah. connect and uh, does it need to connect I- i'm not sure um like I-, I don't know i think for a 70 70- for an anniversary special i almost yeah. feel like i'd rather have something like a like one main big story that maybe you have interludes where you do these little two-page yeah. things but have one big main story that sort of clearly is like a the spirit of the character yeah like i'm trying to like you know, think of uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I don't know, take the killing joke, right? I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. this is the spirit of Batman necessarily, but just right. take take the killing joke as a story. It's what like ninety pages. Yeah. Like, imagine if you're going to do like a seventy fifth anniversary special for Batman, you could do something of that length, like the killing joke, but you know, interspersed with some some of these little two page like and the pinups that are throughout. Some of them are really nice, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, yeah. Some of most of them were yeah. really nice. Whereas this felt a bit more, I don't know, mishmash. Well, well, yeah, and it was 80 pages, right? But six of those are prose by Rucka. Yeah. You know? So, you know, like, $8. It's a little steep price, but again, this is not something that comes out every month. Yeah, so, it's a one-time thing. You know, yeah. That said, that said I, I would love a Batman and Superman version of these. Like, it's kind of a shame we didn't get. Hmm. Like, we got Detective 27 that was kind of like this. But not quite, um, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I was the one that. Yeah, yeah. Twi- well, there's two of them actually, because there was twenty-seven, but there yeah. was also. Um, uh, they say the. I want to say the nine hundred. Yeah, no. it was nine hundred. Yeah, issue. I think it was issue yeah. nineteen. Was the nine hundredth issue. Yeah. So they also did a similar thing when it had the extra stories and it had all this stuff, and yeah, it was fine, but like. Yeah. They, it was a really weird thing because they tried to tie in the whole the number nine hundred, despite the fact the issue itself was not called issue nine hundred. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, so, but anyways, mixed bag. I, I I don't think it's necessary though. Like, if you didn't want, no. if, you, if you don't want to add it because you either don't want to spend the money or if you're worried that you're missing out on actual plot details for the main book, you're not. You're really not. Um, no. There's a couple of nice that short said, things, but yeah, that said, the the tiger story it's done mostly in art. And not uh, hardly any dialogue. That one hit me probably the hardest out of all of them. 
And so for that, I'm glad that I read this. But like Pete said, anything to do with the main story, like there's a little bit of some some seeds in that Rucka interview mm. that he had wrote, written um, from Lois to Wonder Woman. And there's some fun stuff in there, but I don't think it's necessary. I think uh, it's also one of these weird things, like where will this go Like when everything's in trade? Like maybe that interview... F- from Rucka might be an yeah. extra at the back of a trade, but what about the rest of yeah. it? Like, where does it go? Like, it's kind of one of these weird situations where I yep. don't know where some of this stuff, which is pretty fun or good, can end up. So I don't know. Maybe they could put like one, like just take each one and have each one be an extra at the end of one trade of Wonder Woman for the next. Yes, like- that's what I was gonna say. They did that when I first started getting into comics, like with the Teen Titan trades. Mm. They would throw in like famous Teen Titan stories, like uh, in in the. The second Teen Titans trade, it surrounded Beast Boy and the villain Zookeeper. So we got the three-issue like Beast Boy miniseries thrown in at the back. You know, So, yeah, I could see them doing something like that. And I would not mind at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Wonder Woman's 75th anniversary special. That'll take us on to The Flash, issue 9. Uh, Joshua Williamson and Jorge Corona. Um, yeah. Although... I'm pretty sure I recognized a few pages of uh, old Carmine. That's what I thought too, because I'm I'm gonna be up honest and upfront here. And Pete told me not to lead with the negative, but like the art, I was not a fan of this I... this time. But as I'm going through, I was like, that looks like Gia Domenico. Well, there were some of it that like I like some of the stuff that didn't look like Gia Domenico. My only complaint is that whenever it shifted, yeah. it was like, oh, it changed. Yeah, I, I didn't really. I, dis- so too. I didn't dislike the other art. Actually, I thought it was kind of fun. But um, all right, you've got your negative out of the way because we're not being negative about this issue. This issue was far too no. good for us to be negative. Oh about. no, <laughs> the writing of this issue and like even the cover, like as a Flash fan, this is everything I want in a Flash story. Well, I want to. I want to say this right. I'll, actually, no, we'll save the ending for the end. Let's not talk about that last yes. page. Right? Yeah, let's, let's save I, that. See, I didn't do that this time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do it this time. Because you're notorious um, for doing that, Matt. I am, um, I'm very notorious for doing that, but I didn't. I've been so, trying to be better. So, but uh, Wally West and Wally West. Yeah, well, before we even get to Wally West, so uh, new Wally West does not know that Barry's the Flash. He's just It's just the Flash right. to him, right? That's, that's worth right. pointing out. Because I, 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 I wasn't even aware of that, I don't think. I just I never thought Me neither, of it. but whatever. Like, yeah. We'll go. Um, that's the status quo. So yeah, so they're they're having they're struggling to save people on a bridge or whatever, and old yep. Wally shows up, uh, yep. and we get a lot of Wally to Wally, <laughs> Wally to Wally, uh, Wally to Wally uh, conversation. And interestingly, the problem of this issue is created when they shake hands. It creates some sort of weird like thing in the Speed Force, and Barry starts freaking out. He starts like getting these like migraines and like. Uh, these flashes of like, other timelines. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's yep. that that one bit of Captain Cold. That is not New Fifty Two Captain Cold. That is that is not that is the original Leonard Snart. Yeah, with the full on parka and and Arctic glasses, and yeah. that's exciting. And and it looks like he's leading the group of rogues there, right? Yeah, there's a couple of silhouettes behind him. Yeah, we don't really see who they yeah. are. Yeah, so. That's exciting. It's almost as if the Speed Force was trying to write itself. Yeah, it's it's trying to like make sense of things in his head. 
Um, and that's when, I mean, there's a lot of good character stuff here. There's a lot of good of like, the two Wallys bonding and, like, you know, old Wally saying, oh, Barry was less for me. Or he didn't say Barry because he doesn't know he's Barry. But, no, he says the Flash. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of bond and they talk about Iris and they talk about, uh, new Wally finds out about his uncle. Uh, he's actually uh-huh. his father and he became, like, a reverse Flash, you know, during the uh, And as, as awkward as that was, I like that Williamson cleared it up. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when Venditti introduced this new Wally, it felt so thrown together and so like, oh, so there's like another brother we haven't met that Iris has and this kid just shows up. And I feel like the, the Flash TV show handled it like the best with with making him a brother to Iris, not, you know, nephew. But mm-hmm. here they just came out and said, you know, well, no, last reverse Flash, Daniel West is the dad. And, you know... I that's I feel again. This is why Jeff Johns had picked Williamson for Flash because he'd outright said at the Rebirth panel he had handpicked him. Like I feel he trusts him enough to do this type of stuff. So yeah, so Barry starts freaking out and Wally realizes what's happening. He's getting pulled into the Speed Force. Yep. So Wally pulls him back out and. If I have any complaints, maybe it's maybe just that that feels almost glossed over how quickly that happens. Like, oh, he's, yeah, I just pulled him back out. It's fine. Um, however, I've I've done this before. I mean, people forgot who I was. I came back. I got this. Yeah, it's nothing. But I do. It does lead to the two Wally's bonding a little bit, and Wally's like, okay, I'll show you how to like take the speed out of things like I can. And, oh, and we that's get that, so great. Too. We get that great double page spread of the two Wally's in costume running together. Yep. And both of them can form their suits, so we get that panel of them, both their suits sort of yeah. like forming onto them. Uh, so that, that's that's good Gosh, fun. So good. But the more exciting stuff about this issue is a that the Speed Force was trying to correct itself, and that's why Barry was freaking out. But also, th- this like sort of brings back in this idea of like what's going on. You know, someone was uh, correcting things, and it's interesting because when Wally and Barry talk at the end, um, after. Yeah, there's been bonding, like both both Wally Wally bonding and Barry Wally bonding and all sorts yep. of bonding going on. Uh, like Wally actually brings up some stuff about Titans. Like he he actually, yeah. I thought he was going to spoil the ending of the arc. It doesn't quite, but it's kind of it's touching on it. No, almost. but I also don't buy this as the the thing. Like what he throws out there. Oh no no, he, he even doesn't think it's true either. Like cause he, even the way yeah. he uh, talks about it seems a bit off, but. Yeah. Barry's like, no, no, it couldn't have been him. There's some something greater, there's something more powerful that's messing with the timeline. Um, yeah. You know, Kadabra can take credit for some stuff, but it doesn't add yeah. up. Um, so it almost makes me think, because we know that Abnett's writing Titans and he'd written the um, Titans Hunt, right? Yeah. And it almost makes me think like no one's filling him in on the greater story. Uh, so I, I feel like in Titans we're going to get like Fallen Abracadabra saying that he's the one that, that is the reason for all of this. Oh, I don't think it's a mistake. I, I think you're off base with that. I don't think it's a mistake, but I just feel like the two sides aren't talking. No, you no, know? no, I don't think that at all. I, I really don't. We'll see. I, I, no, what I think is going on here is I think that Kadabra thinking he's done this is part of the, the manipulation. It's part of the... It's the I don't part know, he of the was doing. Thing. He was doing kids' parties before this, so if he's going to be the patsy, you know what I mean? It wasn't until Wally West had come back he had remembered who he was. So, like, if that's a terrible part of the plan, if that's the plan. Right? 
Yeah, but we know it's rewriting itself. It's trying to fix it. It's trying. Yeah, what's what's speed? What, what what's uh, the what do you guys say? The speed force doesn't give a shit. Speed force, bro. Yeah. I ain't going to explain shit. That's the. That's that the that's what it is. Nah. So yeah. Um, but no, I guess uh, I guess I'm talking about rebirth, and it gets I'm talking about yes, I, all all this. I did stuff. like that. Um, and it's still an ongoing thing. It's still something that they're both concerned about, and something that they're necessarily going to actually have to deal with soon. Yes. Um, so, but no, it ends with a fantastic last page, because it, uh, Barry says, "When you were lost in the Speed Force, you said you saw something right." Uh, you don't all sound worried about that while he says, and then Barry says, when you and Kid Flash saved me, I had one last vision. And it was something that in Speed Force I don't think was supposed I was supposed to see. I don't know what it was, but it filled me with hope. And it reveals what he's seen. And what he saw was Jay Garrick's helmet. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, this final page made me tear up a little bit. I was, yeah? I was oh, man. F- feeling it. I was feeling it. I, I had a fist pump moment, so, yeah. It was, it's, and it was happiness tears, not, not sadness tears. Happy, yeah, happy and it's, tear. And it, yeah, and it should, well, I, I get that, but, like, that, that's just, I think, our two emotional levels, is, is you go to that, and I go to the most, the more aggressive of the two. Yeah, I, you know? Yeah, and it, I, I like that these things are playing in, because we know that at some point mm-hmm. we're getting a GSA, and obviously for yes. that, we need J. Um, Jay, of course, is a big part of Flash. Big part of Flash's history. It's nice that they're bringing that in here. It's it. It feels very well thought out, which goes against everything you just said about the Kadabra stuff, which I still think fits in fairly well. Because even even if it's not an intentional thing where yeah he believes he did this, I can almost buy that Kadabra's taking credit because he's a charlatan. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I I also want to point out about the Jay Garrick helmet that it's classic Jay Garrick, not the Earth Two. Uh, that's been going on oh, oh, the last couple obvi- years. Obviously, well, I, I would see if it was the see if it was the Earth Two Jay Garrick helmet that we had in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. I wouldn't even recognize it. I wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to point that out for other people because one of our friends brought this up that there's some people upset that this Jay Garrick helmet coming out doesn't match the Earth Two because Jay Garrick's always been the Flash of Earth Two. And to that, I say I don't care about your Earth Two. It's a multiverse. There could be parallel earth twos for all i care this is jay garrick this is not the new updated cool jay garrick running around with dick grayson batman and val zod superman like this is the flash of world war ii so and i'm excited anyone anyone who doesn't know anything about earth two you just confused them with all those words you just said Um, don't worry about it unless you really want to um but yeah it's. It wouldn't be an issue if if Earth Two still wasn't a thing, and they still have their series that's ongoing. So, but yeah, this is classic. And I had seen a headline earlier in the week before I had read this that uh, classic or not classic. They had said famous speedster shows up at the end of Flash. You know, it was like a clickbaity thing. And I didn't even go to Jay Garrick because I've just been so beaten down over the years by expectations. I was like, are they bringing back Max Mercury? Like, is this a Jesse Quick thing? And I was like, no, dummy. It's Occam's Razor. Of course it's Jay Garrick. So when I read the issue, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was, that was a great issue of Flash. It was, it was good. 
It was good to finally see the two Wallys meet. It was uh, great mystery building and like the characters prodding at the main rebirth thing uh, is always exciting. But it makes sense that Flash is doing it and Wally's doing it because Wally, of course, is dead by in the middle of all this. Wally came yes, back from this, so um, nah, um, it's something I you know we're going to see them pick up a little bit more as time goes on, obviously, but. Yep. This was a big thing, but what I liked about this one, because you know they've mentioned it once or twice in a few books, but what I liked about this one is that okay, he starts talking about it and you get kind of excited, but you almost at this point temper your expectations as you're reading it because all right, it's just a mention again. We're not we're not dealing with any of it, but then it gives you that last page. It gives you this big, nice, exciting present. It's like no, 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 no. Here we've got. Some, we're not going to get into it properly, but we have something for you. We have we yep. give you this. This is something that much like Barry himself says, it's hope. It's J. So it it's that, that carrot dangling, going, keep going. Yeah. There's there's much more to this. So So no. Um good. Good. I, I, I love this week's Flash. Uh possibly even my favourite issue of Flash so far. Yeah. It's very solid. Uh now we're we're returning back to uh, new new villains, which is great. Like I like that Williamson's doing that in the next arc. So yeah, but we're teasing Jay. We're getting a rogue arc uh, after Christmas. Uh-huh. There's not, lots of reasons to be happy. Lots of yep. Uh, but anyway, that'll take us on to Batgirl issue four, which is obviously Hope Larson uh, that Matt yep. uh, got wrong, <laughs> and Raphael Albuquerque, of course, on the art. And this was. Uh, really solid issue, I thought actually. Yeah. Yep. Um, I th- I th- uh, like I've enjoyed all the issues, uh, but I feel like from a plot perspective, it was nice to see it kind of come together a little bit more in this one. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. This everything culminates all the the storylines, and uh, we get kind of the reveal that that Kai kind of is a little bit of a dirtbag. Yeah, kind of like, sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. So. But obviously, we ended the last issue. Barbara finds out that. Well, she's in another country that uh, Kai's in danger in Shanghai because mm-hmm. the leader of this group, uh, Teacher, is there yeah. and is going after him. And she has to deal with this hard hat fellow and the, the school girl. Um, but one of the, obviously Albuquerque's art's been really good uh, throughout yep. the entire arc. But I think this is probably his best issue of art on this yet. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is that I think those look repeatedly great, great panels of uh, Batgirl. Uh, one of my favourites, actually, is when... She does come back. She comes back, and the like. Kai's in the hospital. It's when she obviously he doesn't know she's Batgirl, and as Batgirl, she like comes in and she's really you know pissed off. And again, facial expressions on point. Um, yep. Dark dark hospital room and all that. But my favorite favorite moment of this is when she eventually says, "You should stay away from her," like, as in Barbara. So she so she's yeah. giving him this like angry advice as herself, but as Batgirl, you know yep. like. Hey, that's just a wonderful like circular thing going on there. But yeah. I, as she says it, she's in this classic Batman pose where she's holding the cape cape up to her mouth, kind of thing. Yep. And it's this classic pose, and it looks fantastic. And I just like how intimidating she probably comes across as she says this line. I love it. Yep. And that's what you want out of a Bat character. You want that shadowy intimidation factor. And I, you know. And- I think because this has been such a obviously Barbara's a lighter character than Batman and yep. even Dick, and everything's been very bright so far. You know these bright yellow, you know sun drenched like Asian mm-hmm. countries. 
Yep. Um, it's nice to see her go into a dark room and be intimidating a little bit, even yeah. though even though it's in a very different manner than, than what Batman usually is intimidating with. He's usually, of course, you know, I'll break your legs, or if you know, if yeah. you don't give me the information. There's whereas... just like a, a stern talking to that's like you don't want to, don't make me flip the switch type of deal. Where Batman's like this, the flip switch's already been flipped, and I'm gonna scare you by being big and loud. But uh, I did like that they've. They've set up this group, and I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, that Kai was working for, like the it's like a Chinese mob. Ah, oh, crap. Um, yeah, you're all talking that's, about. That's uh oh, Brainiac. Oh, Brainiacing. Sorry, sorry, I do apologize. But yeah, that that Chinese group that had Grandfather Blood, I think his name was. And I was like, you don't mess with anybody named Grandfather Blood. Yeah. Also, actually, as much as I gave up on the New 52 run, uh, yeah. uh, the Burnside stuff, I do actually like that she has a friend uh, mm-hmm. that isn't a superhero but could become like her actual oracle in a weird yeah. way. You know, because she's on a computer, she's, you know... In fact, she's in a wheelchair, I think. Yeah. She is. Oh. It, she, she's holding down the, the energy company. She, that the... dog needs to shut up, Matt. <laughs> Get up, but he's old. Put him down. But no, I'll I put you on, down. I meant on the ground, man. Not like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Head. No, it's dark and damp things. in Scotland, but God, Pete. Um. Anyways, the the uh, the lady. She works for the the energy company hmm. with Gordon Clean Energy Initiative, whatever it is. Um, and she's kind of holding it down while. Barbara's on this trip to Asia. Yeah, of course. Uh, a lot of the plot here that we track, we find out about is that these, the schoolgirl, the hard hat guy, these are all people who went to teacher because teacher's selling this drug. This is what this was the info that Kai was actually yep. traveling with. It's this drug that was like being tested. It looked like it gave the rats cancer. That was one of the side effects. Yeah, there's a lot of bad side effects for the maybe it's going to make you smarter so you could pass these yeah. tests to get to college. Yeah, because in these countries, like you've got this one test and that basically dictates your entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from the sounds of it, that's what they were getting at. So mm-hmm. the, these kids here were, you know, getting into it to uh, like pass this test by essentially cheating. This is essentially taking steroids, but for a intellectual yeah. test. Uh, Brain steroids. Was. Um, so Barbara tra- tracks down Teacher, and Teacher ends up uh, taking the stuff and goes all evil-eyed. Well, yeah, by accident, because it breaks, and it ends up in her. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's the cliffhanger, so we're getting some big final showdown next issue, it seems. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one line from Kai I wanted to, that, that made me laugh, was, so she extracted the stuff out of his gut, hmm. but it still might be in there because it's bacteria, and as Batgirl's like, okay, well, do you still have it? And he's like, yeah, when a stranger attacks you with a syringe on the street, they just give you antibiotics. So yeah, it wiped that, out the rest it, of the stuff in his system. Yeah, that killed the rest of it, yeah. But I just loved his, you know, when you get attacked by a stranger on the street with a syringe. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, going back to the art for a second, uh, I love uh, when Barbara's uh, trying to do some... Uh, um, 
hacking or whatever. She goes to this like Wi-Fi place. Oh yeah. The speed's not going fast enough, so she like locks out everyone else who's on the Wi-Fi network. Yep. And you hear all these people around her saying, "Hey, I'm trying to upload my term paper and stuff." Yeah. And the expression on Barbara's face as she's like typing in the hack to like uh-huh. like kick everyone else out. She yeah. looks so like devious. Uh huh. And then the next panel, she like turns around and just awkwardly. Uh, smiles and says, "Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Uh, facial expressions uh on point. It's, it's kind of Albuquerque's bag, yeah. you know. And uh, coloring again has been consistent with the rest of the series. Everything's yep. vibrant and bright and kind of really yep. pretty. Um, but no, that's another really good issue, Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, that'll take us on to Titans issue four. Uh, Dan Abnett and Brett Booth." And, uh, yeah, so, Kadabra has Linda. Yep. And the Titans need to try and figure out how to deal with it, get her back. So they, they try and find them. Uh, Lilith uses her, her powers to try and track them yeah. down. And But, of course, Kadabra being this smart gentleman that he is, has a sort of scrambling it, so there's three possible locations. So they all pair off and go to try and find Linda. And... To not 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 very good avail. Yeah. Go no, so well. and we get the stupid phrase "puppet titans." Like, wasn't a fan of that. Uh, but the phrase itself. Yeah, just like, and like, hey, like I know we don't need to know where they came from because it's magic or technology, but he just he gives them double the strength now. It's like, when did you do that in the first place? Like I, I don't have a problem with anything you're saying, Matt. But <laughs> I just storyline wise, it's just it's all. I don't know. I'm very down on Abnet after Aquaman, and these last couple issues of Titans, I haven't been. They've been slowly. Each one, I've been enjoying less than the last. Which is funny because I've been kind of going the opposite way. I've been enjoying them a bit <sighs> more with each issue. I just I I hate the. Oh, it's Kadabra magic. And I'm just like, well, hey, where do these puppet titans come from? Are they actual puppets? And you just doubled their strength, right? It's just the... Honestly, Matt, I think you're thinking about this stuff. way too much. Nah, I just I feel it's unearned stuff, and I want to care. The biggest problem is I want to care more because I care about Wally West, and I care about the titans. Well, see, the thing so... is, though, is I care a lot, but I don't really care about the plot with Kadabra so much. I care about the titans and how they're like getting through it. You know, Right, lot... and... And that's fine, but then this whole this whole issue revolves around Cadaver's plan, like with 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 Linda. Yeah, but there's a lot of good stuff in here, Matt. I feel like you're really glossing over mm-hmm. all the good stuff. Like, like tell, uh, tell me the good stuff I'm glossing over. Like, like Dick reassuring Lilith when she's like getting insecure because she thinks it's her fault that Linda's been kidnapped. It's a great little moment. Uh. So this is the problem, okay. Matt. When you've decided you've not liked something, you just sigh no. your way through it. Like this, this is. This well, is I, I decided I didn't like it after I read it. To be fair, mm. so, and the art didn't help. I'm not a fan of Brett Booth, of which we all know. Well, yeah, none of us have been particularly. Yeah, like, so high on him. I I didn't even have the yeah. But the art looked cool, in this one. I just. That's it. I don't think his art's terrible. Like, I've, it's definitely worse. It's like, serviceable. Yeah, I uh. Hey, come on. You can't tell me you don't like the fact that uh, Wally super speeds in with Roy and his arms like he's, the, you know, he's, like, like he's carrying his wife. Yeah, that's fine. I just, 
I did like the Linda and, and Wally stuff. I, you know, like Kadabra is like, well, you know, he's, he's doing this all for you and you don't even know. Yeah, that was know? good. I like that. I, I like that part. So, but yeah, each issue, like I'm, I'm hanging on just because I know it's going to be important to the overall rebirth. So, you know, it's not like I'm going to drop it, but I definitely have liked each issue the least since it started. It's not one of my favorite books because it is definitely not as exciting as some other stuff and not as well written, but um, I've been having fun with each issue. I, I, I think you are, I don't know. Like I just, I didn't get that moment like when they did the the Roy and and uh, and uh, Donna moment. Like I didn't feel like there was one of those here. You know, like it's the Titans book, and I just feel like everything in this has been Wally West, which that's fine. But like I felt like some of the smaller moments in this one were not there, like they have been in previous. Hmm. So. And I actually, you know what? For what it's worth, I actually kind of like Cadaver's plan here oh yeah he's it I, I get the splitting it up around the different places and he says i'm the gotham coast city and what was the third one yeah basically the metropolis i can't remember but basically yeah. he's he's got all of the uh the fake titans to take the they've the beat because he's doubled their power they've all beat their their various opponents so all the actual titans and linda have all been spread around the country and the idea is is that because because linda doesn't know who he is that his like sort of grounding lightning rod, as he calls it, that yeah. Wally could always connect to it to come back to, which which Wally himself talked about back in the Rebirth one shot. Yeah, uh, that technically doesn't exist anymore. So he's hoping his plan here is that Wally, in order to try and save all of his friends who are all spread out, will have to go so fast that he will get sucked back into the Speed Force and be gone forever. That is what he's hoping to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's Cadabra, like. Uh, I'm not enjoying him as a villain. Like, I, I, I don't know. I have no problem. I, with that. He's... I don't get his motivation. Like to go from working kid parties to oh well, he made me work kid parties and I forgot who I was. So now I'm exactly, to... he didn't know who he was. Uh, it's... But he, he already hated Wally. That's not why he hates Wally. <sighs> no, I know, but I don't know. I just I don't buy his motivation at all. So I don't buy like fifty percent of the villains' motivations in comics. Yeah, but I don't know. It all comes down to I want to like this more, and there's just nothing tangible there outside of the Wally and Linda stuff. Just in this enjoy issue. it for what it is. He's a goofy villain. He's egotistical. I he's got a fantastic goatee. You know. I... See, I disagree. Oh. He, every time I, every time I see him, I think of the monarch. From Venture Brothers, and yeah, I've never so, I've never seen Venture Brothers, Matt. I don't know. Oh, Venture Brothers is fantastic, and the Monarch is the the most inept villain of all time, and mm. I just I'm getting that vibe out of Cadabra. So, anyways, I'm, I, I'm enjoying Titans for, for for whatever it's worth. I'm enjoying it. It's not a great book, but um, I'm enjoying it way more than Matt seems to be. At least, yep. Um, I look forward to it each month. So you know, yeah. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, now, funnily enough, DC somehow managed to schedule Teen Titans and Titans on the same weeks every mm-hmm. month. I don't know why they did that. But we do have Teen Titans issue one, Benjamin Percy and John Boy Myers, who will not be around for long. <laughs> That's <laughs> he, such a shame because the art in this was fantastic. The art in this is very good. It really is. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, this fall, despite the fact that this is issue one, this is very much you, you had to read the rebirth issue. It follows straight on. Other, otherwise, yep. you're going to start us and go, wait, why are all the other ones kidnapped? Why, why is Damien? Got and them all? they reference how he did it. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah, so. repeatedly. So yeah, that that would be really silly. But yeah, what I like here is actually like it goes before he does this and gives you a little bit of context and we actually get that scene from the rebirth one shot where he's, he's got his cake on his birthday yeah um, and he turns 13 and so like damien's such a jerk but i felt terrible for him he doesn't have friends you know actually, i was loving how catty alfred was being again yeah uh, yeah what was the line uh, you're officially a teenager god save us all yeah that's a great line um yeah. but yeah, yeah, funny Alfred's the best thing to come out of Rebirth, I think. <laughs> I mean, I love Wally, but the way that even Tom King has has Alfred with these zingers, hmm. you know, it continues here with Ben Percy. So yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, Damien decides that thirteen is usually considered one of the worst years of your life because of you know puberty and whatever else. Yep. Start of that teenage journey. Uh, so he decides he's going to do something better. He's going to come out of the shadow that he lives under which is both Batman and to an extent Ra's al Ghul and even Talia to an extent you know this yep. idea that he's always associated with these people who are training him to be something that this is what he's supposed to be that he's going to like actually no I'm going to do what I want to do I'm going to <laughs> which is such a Damien thing to do too yeah it really is you want me to do that no I'm going to do it this way instead I don't care if it's it doesn't work yeah, so. Uh, so so the rest of the Teen Titans break out of their containment and they have a bit of a fight uh, with uh, Damien's oh. pet thing. What, what, what was yeah. it called? Goliath. Goliath, there you go. Which, because of this, I downloaded the first trade of the uh, Robin, Son of Batman. Oh, really? I got to know where this dragon bat came from. I don't know when I'm going to have time to read it, but... I'm I'm definitely interested. How about uh, Beast Boy uh, getting hit so hard that he turns into an octopus? <laughs> and I love Kid Flash. It was like an octopus. You couldn't turn it. And he's like, yeah, sorry, man. When I get hit by this red creature thing, Canary goes out my brain. So I also like how Damien is talking crap when they're in the containment. And he's like, Beast Boy, you're easy to take down because like, you're kind of selfish. And Starfire, you know, I was able to take her down because she helped everybody else out first. And he has dissected each of their motivations, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, he he found a way to beat them all. Um, And then when they do break out and they beat Goliath, he's like, Mm -hmm. see? Exactly. Together you're strong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's giving a lucture to these people. Yeah. God, I love He's such a... Like, up to this point, Tomasi had been the best uh, writer of Damien, at least for my money, and I, I feel Percy in two issues now has has jumped into that. He's thrown his name into the hat. Well, I, th- I think there's lots of writers who probably were like chomping at the bit to give give Damien a try, and obviously yeah. Percy's uh, having fun with it. But yeah. I, I love that when he like pitches like, and this is the new. T-. He doesn't even say, and I'm requesting you to join, or I am. I'm no. offering you a placement on. T- he's like, no, this is the new Teen Titans. You don't have a choice. Yep. And I love that Beast Boy immediately goes, oh no 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 no. Yeah. Well, and he, Damien even Damien even takes shots at the last Teen Titan series. Yeah, and about, really, really for, badly actually. <laughs> for he goes for all the for as smart as Tim Drake was, 
that was a team full of uh, what's he say criminals and like layabouts basically. Uh, so yeah, and I feel that's again some meta like commenting on the Teen Titans up to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, call, so, he calls them a joke. He says the past the last yeah. Teen Titans were a joke, which uh, is brutally honest. And again, uh, the fact that Tim Drake is believed to be dead is something that's mentioned here. They talk about Tim as if he's in the past tense. So again, yeah. uh, coherent and cohesive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah. So basically. He he then reveals we don't really get the full extent of this, but he says, "Oh yeah, by the way, if we don't be the Teen Titans, we're all dead." And he pulls up a thing with all their faces on it. So I assume I ass- yeah. I don't think it's his doing because he's also in the camp that might all be dead if yeah. they don't stop whatever it is. Uh, yeah. But we find out that on his birthday, on his thirteenth birthday, he got a present sent to him from Razal Ghul, uh, yeah. with a dead, dead Robin, dead Robin, yeah, and yeah. in, in the box. Um, with a note saying, oh, it's time to come back and uh, accept your legacy. Or die. <laughs> what, what, oh, what, Grandpa, what Grandpa Roz is uh, not the best gift giver, I think. Yeah. Well, it's, it's setting up that he's going to be the villain of this first arc, yeah. and this is what Which the Titans what, are going to have to deal with. Yeah. Which is what you want and in this, is if you have Damien, you got to address the Roz goal. And he's like on Supervillain Island, like his new lair. Yeah, that, and he, pretty hilarious. Yeah, the cliffhanger at the end, the reveal on the last page, is that Raz al Ghul has built his own Teen Titans, essentially, out of assassins or ninjas or whatever you want to call them. Maybe. Yeah. The, the, uh, the teens of assassins, no. The Titans no. of Shadows, no, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Shadow Titans. We don't have a title for them yet. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they all, they all seem to be teenage looking, uh, from what I can tell. Yep. But they all have like a red and black sort of colour scheme, and yep. one looks sort of sort of tall and Frankenstein-y monster-y looking. Uh, one's got like uh, red bandages all over his face but there's like a sort of white mohawk peeking through. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the one in front, the girl, she's got like a sort of horns and a devil mask. We've got a blonde who's got like a sort of sick smile and then we have one that's more sort of uh, ninja-esque looking at the back. Yeah. But conveniently, interesting. Conveniently five members. Yeah. Think about it. Five titans, five of these buggers. Um, no. Well, I like this a lot actually, because as much as it was mostly just their one conversation in the the back cave, mm-hmm. uh, where like they they break out, they fight the thing, and Damien reveals why they're all there. Uh, all of it was immensely entertaining. The back and forth between the characters was great. The art, yep. as we said, is beautiful, and the bookend scenes with Damien's birthday and his present from uh, Raz uh, completely set up his motivation. So it's a very yep. tight constructed book. Yep, see, so when Percy hits, he really hits. That's what I've said in our Green Arrow stuff. Mm. So, and this is this is what I mean. I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, so, yeah, it was just great all the way through from the art to the story. So, Yeah, um, nothing like a team forming to get the, the start of a book going. So, yep. that will take us on to Blue Beetle issue 2, which is written by Keith Giffen. you got Scott Collins on art. Um, since the last couple of issues. So, uh, what did you think of Blue Beetle issue two? So I, I was promised we were going to get where the scarab came from, and now I'm I'm getting a story about how Jaime uh, doesn't like his mom helping out uh, Metatines in trouble. Um, like, I, I, have we I, forgot I, about Doctor Fate? 
No, we've not. But we'll get to that. That that's something. <sighs> I, I don't. I, no, I disagree with this. I, I disagree that this is something. Uh, you should... can disagree. This is how I feel. I just. I don't care about the posse. I I thought we were gonna get like this mentor thing with uh, with with Cord and Jaime, and I just I I, uh, I don't know. I I I don't know what you're on about either. This was a really fun issue. Uh, I liked now I liked the Jaime and uh, Blur. What's her name, right? Yeah, Blur. Yeah, their whole thing I liked, but. Yeah. The pace I, off of this, it, it just doesn't match from the rebirth issue to this. You know, I, I wasn't digging it. I, I like the overall story. Um, I, I actually think this might be the best issue of this year. Oh no. Um. Yeah, I completely disagree with you. I think this yeah. was a tighter issue. I think it was more focused. It didn't feel like it jumped around as much as the last couple, which I think is an improvement. Um. Again, Ted and Jaime bickering back and forth, especially when Jaime learns that he's, his mother is like this doctor for these like meta humans, mm-hmm. and the posse go and see her, uh, and how he kind of freaks out about that. Uh, and the resolution for that is great too. I like that he sort of brings it up. He seems angry, uh, but within like you know a minute, like he, she gets she, she's like, you know, it gets angry and says like set the table, and like they eventually yeah. they just sort of break down and hug like. Because I, I get that he probably doesn't really have a problem with it. He's just kind of upset that he didn't know about it. and it. Well, yeah, and that's... And the fact that... See, I got that she was working for Cord too. Like, he's the one that set this all up. Oh, yeah, no, because they bring that up. They yeah. even say that he kind of, in a way, set it up. But she doesn't work directly for him. He's just kind of... Right. He's like a partner on the outside who makes sure she's like well paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Blur's motivation for... Uh, like really wanting to get into Jaime's pants but she's just she's nuts like, all, that's of it, I, all of it was really funny I, I'm not gonna lie I was having a good time yeah the first half of the book was essentially the posse have showed up from the end of the last issue mm-hmm. and they're talking about this uh, incident that's going on with the hole in the ground and uh, Jaime sort of investigates and then the second half until he gets home is mostly Jaime trying to ditch Blur who keeps yeah. showing up and teleporting him around and trying yep. to like uh, flirt with him, and kiss him, yep. and criticizes him, but then gets annoyed that he's not trying to make a move. It's uh, yeah, and she's like, "It's called flirting. You should try it." And it's like, "Well, no, you're being way too aggressive." Like, so yeah. I mean, the fact that he finally hits her right by accident, uh, uh, and she's not even mad about it. So. Well, yeah. Well, he, to be fair, she does also throw him into a car at one point. Yeah. Or drops so. him onto a car. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. I thought it was. I thought it was just fun. I. I. I don't get your complaints here. I, I feel like. Huh. I feel like you're just disappointed that it's not exactly what you want it to be. Well, it's not just that. I just. I feel like there's been a bait and switch, and I felt like the whole rebirth thing, where they teased Doctor Strange, I figured that was gonna be Doctor Strange the driving. Doctor Strange, Doctor Fate, uh, too many doctors with the mystical, but um, yeah, the 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 end of the rebirth. I thought that's where the series was going, and it's not. Like even two issues in, I feel like that's completely removed from that storyline. But I was never expecting this in the first few issues, though. I feel like it's okay if they don't get to this till the second arc. 
Yeah, but see, that's not what that's not the bill of goods I was I was expecting. So I don't know. I just, it was. I don't know, but I feel like that so many comics do this where they'll tease something, but they don't get to. I mean, even Rebirth as a whole, like yeah, not... but this wasn't part of the greater Rebirth, like like it no, was. No, no, I know, but it's right? not. No, but I know it's not a part of the greater Rebirth thing. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm so saying like, that so many things do this though in comics where they tease something, but they let it gestate for a while before you actually get to it. Yeah, but, like, that's not what they said the first arc. Like, that wasn't what the selling... Like, so Teen Titans, we just talked about Teen Titans. The selling point of that was Damian Wayne comes to these guys and tells them, I'm your leader. And how are they going to respond to it? Mm -hmm. I feel that both in the rebirth and the first issue, we've gotten that. Right? I feel here, we were told when it was thrown out, right, that this was going to be about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Did they say the first start would be about that, or did they say that this would happen in the book? There's a difference. They were saying that the the focal point of the book was that, um, I keep wanting to say Dan Garrett, but basically the origin of the Scarab isn't what Cord and Jaime have thought. And we've gotten nothing about the Scarab. We've gotten more about the posse and whatever this whole thing was. Right, like, it's I been don't, two it's issues. It's not connected. Yeah, but, like... You they they ended the rebirth with fate, right? So that yeah, tells so, me it's so, going to be a big deal. We ended the rebirth of let's say go back to Teen Titans as that, right? Like that's what we got was the rebirth of Teen Titans was Damian rounding them up, and this is what it's going into. I just I I I, I don't agree with us no. at all. I I, I well, don't think that's that's the, here's the difference in how how we like comics right I, I, so i'm not saying it was bad i'm just saying i didn't i'm not enjoying this i, I so, don't get it Matt. i really don't yeah. i feel like they're obviously going to get to it it's going to be a big part of the book yeah, but yeah. Not... if the, they're going to get to it in six months in whatever issue cool whatever that's not i i don't want to read this again next month like i don't care so I don't care about the posse. I don't care about Jaime and his moodiness. Like, I want Ted Cord, and you know, doing what Ted Cord does. So, and that—that's not much besides sitting in the thing and bothering Jamie, Jaime. So, but uh, yeah, I no, I disagree. I thought this was a good issue. I thought it was the best issue of Blue Beetle so far. Um, I think the bickering between the characters is great. I love that they're building up both his friends, his relationship with his mother should be a nice big focus, especially since she'll actually be involved in some of the meta-human activity that's going on. And, um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to the Fate stuff, but I, I'm quite happy with them spending an arc actually getting us introduced into what the world of Jaime is first. Because for most people, and I think... Uh, maybe even all three of us included, we weren't mm. that familiar with Jaime outside of maybe his origin in Infinite Crisis and Yeah, like and that. that that's part of it too, is like I don't like this character I don't care about. Like it's cool, he's there, but I always stayed away from it. Just I'm gonna cause... I'm gonna say something that really might upset you, Matt. What's up? I think I care more about Jaime than I do Ted. That's fine. I get that. But I'm also a Booster Gold fan, and you don't care about Booster Gold that much. So like, well, I wouldn't say I don't care. I want, I want Ted. The fact that he's back alive is huge, you know, because his whole death 
kicked off an era of comics with from from Infinite Crisis to Rebirth, basically. Like that's an era of DC, and now to bring him back and he's kind of just like second fiddle. Like I don't even get the mentor relationship here, and I, I feel like if this was bi-monthly, if this was twice a month, we could get through this and it would be fine. But on a monthly, I just Jaime acting like a like a brat and just like I just want to be left alone. And oh, my mom's helping out these thugs, and I'm upset about it. I just cool. Like, why did we even bring Ted Cord back then? Like, so he's just the benefactor. Like, mm, he has no. I, I feel like he doesn't have a role. He's just there to bother Jamie. Hi, May. It's been two issues, Matt. I really, I feel, yeah, I feel like, I, just, I feel like you're going to extreme places with this because it's not what you no, wanted to I be. Just, no, I'm just, I'm not enjoying it. And well, no, that's when, fine. But... When we have a week of 11 comics and there's this one that I'm just kind of like, well, no, 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 Matt, why but... am I, why am I reading it? You know? But so, no, but what all. I'm saying is, is that you, you are going, you're asking all these questions, why this and why that? And it's fine mm-hmm. if you're not enjoying it, but I feel like you're asking a lot yeah. of questions that we can't answer. You're just upset that it's not, you're just upset that it, it is this and not something else. And there's nothing we can really say to like change your mind well, no, it's just, but, no it's just again if this came out on a week where there's not 11 comics and i have to divide my attention between them all then yeah cool take the slow burn but on something where there's 11 and i need it to jump out you know what i mean because like i have a whole stack of comics i still need to get to you know plus plus now that robin son of batman because i need to know about this red bat dragon you know so I guess if, if I'm going to be dividing up my time between all these comics, I need it to stand out a little more than bickering and the mom story. That's all. Fun banter is what I would call uh, call this yeah. issue. Um, no, I had a good time. I, I recommend Blue Beetle if anyone's curious. Um, uh, I feel <laughs> I feel like uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, huh? Yeah, so that's. A, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're enjoying it because coming from like. You not knowing about Jaime Reyes at all, you know, great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's just not what I was going off of. Yeah, so. I mean, th- this is my introduction to the character for the most part. Yeah. This is this is what it is, and that's fine. And um, I'm having fun. Um, it's a shame Connor's not here because he could bring yeah. us tie and this see and see what he's thinking. I feel like he's probably more on my side, but that's just an assumption. Yeah, that's fine. You can have the ginger. Oh. He, he also reads Hellblazer and Harley Quinn, so how, how does that make you feel? That's a fair point. I mean... Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, anyway, that'll uh. take us on to Batman Beyond Issue 1. Uh, Dan Juggins and Bernard Chang. And, of course, this picks up where the Rebirth issue picked, uh, left yep. off. So, again, that was kind of essential. That was Issue 1. This is kind of Issue 2. But yep. this, is, this is Issue 1. And... Uh, yeah, so we we get we get more of a sort of home base there for. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Max or Matt, whatever one it was, uh, calling it the Battle Lair. I was like, no, 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 no. That was no, that was that was Max. Yeah, and Bat hold. He's like, Bat Lair. Are you dumb? It's called the yeah. Bat Cave. Yeah, Bat Cave. Uh, I love that this. They're now his Alfred, right? Because yeah. Terry had Bruce. Bruce is gone now. And it looked like Terry was like we all knew he wasn't going to do it by himself, 
But now I feel like them combined with um, how enthusiastic Matt is that his older brother's Batman to Max being the more like, okay, we need to take this carefully and treat it as an actual threat. I like that they've combined to be Alfred and yeah, whoever yeah. else. Well, that's what I was saying is that it's nice that this this issue has given him like someone to like talk to over the comm, someone yep. who's helping him and trying to like figure out ways that he can get out of things and all that. Yep. It, it it makes him feel less like a loner and less uh, segregated because he, he does have a supporting cast and it's it's nice to flesh that out. Of course, Dana is still kidnapped with these uh, Jokers. Yeah, Joker's uh, town, like and Joker's town, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought you had more than Matt. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, it's not just like a the gang of Jokers has her. Like, she is surrounded in enemy territory. There's even if, like, say she were to break out, there's nowhere for her to go. So I like I like that Jurgens has has ramped up the stakes already. Yeah, and uh, this and is Matt. this is why it's very much issue two. Is most of the the, the issue from a like Batman's point of view. Is this fight with this big brute Joker, this Venom sort of Bane-like Joker yeah. uh, from the last issue? And I feel like if this was the issue you picked up, thinking, oh, this is issue one, it'd be like, yeah. why is he already fighting this big guy? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, and the fact that you're introduced to him under the rubble yeah, from yeah. the last issue. So it's, it's like was... there is no way this is really issue one. It, this is not friendly to anyone at so ever for, for a first not issue. But it's it's good, uh, mm-hmm. and this is really just a case of liking most of the characters. The Joker gang thing's fine. Like it was one of those things when Batman Beyond was on. It was like, mm-hmm. sure, it. I I get why this would be this way, uh, and why you would have a gang called the Jokers. But it's not necessarily the most interesting idea either. No, and even on the show, they didn't sh- really show up. Even in in Return of the Joker, it really wasn't the Joker's gang that that he reassembled. It was almost like he reassembled a carnival gang again. Um, so that was like, it's cool that they're going with this right out the gate, you know. So no, but, it, it makes complete sense. If you're going to start a new Batman Beyond book, the first arc yeah. should be about the Joker gang because yeah, they're a constant presence. The idea that the Jokers had this lasting effect where there's all these people, you know, yeah. So. Um, who have like been inspired in the, the worst way. Also, uh, Terry McGinnis should never refer to himself as McG. As McG, yeah. no. Ever. I thought, I was like, wait, now you just remind me of the terrible filmmaker McG. Yeah. Don't do that. Come on, Jurgens. Yeah. Like, but uh, I like that he felt like he had the I'm out of shape because whatever happened with Spellbinder that we keep getting you know, references to from the mm. last whatever series was. Like, he's not, even with this super suit that amps his strength and whatnot, he's in over his head. And I like that that's what leads him to basically go undercover. Well, not basically, he does decide to go undercover. Yeah, that's the end of the issue. a member uh, of the Jokers. Yeah, he, he comes out like dressed as one of the Jokers at the end of the issue because he's going to yeah. go undercover. So. Uh, yeah. Because he runs from the fight, he runs because yeah. he, he he realizes he's he just he's not in the shape to do this. He hasn't been training. Yeah. He th- he thought he could put on the suit and just immediately go out and be Batman. But yeah. being Batman takes a lot of work. Yes, it does. So, so. you know, uh, yeah. no, I thought it was I thought it was a another fine issue. Um, it's kind mm-hmm. of it's, it's this is this weird effect with Batman Beyond where, like, I'm enjoying it, but it's also like one of the least priority. But like, I read this last or second last 
mm-hmm. you know, because as much as I enjoy the concept of Batman Beyond, it is very much like, oh, the rest of it's part of the DCU, whereas this is kind of this weird alternate future yeah. that, you know, isn't really going to happen. It's in yeah. this weird uh, place. Um, so I enjoy it, but it's not... Uh, it's not essential reading, but if you like the the show and you wanted a yeah, continuation, that's at, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like it feels like an extension, and as a fan of the show, then I'm really enjoying that. So, yeah. but I think I think if you wanted to like cut down your list of books, I think this would be an easy one to cut, just because yep. it is so disconnected, and because I feel like yeah, I just read the trades later at some point if you. And it might it might end up being better through the trades. I'm gonna go through the the first arc. Mm. And then make the decision to cut or not. But as of right now, it's not on the chopping block. Yeah. Because uh, it's it, two issues and it is a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Um, well, that'll take us on to Deathstroke, issue five. Uh, written by Christopher Priest, art by Joe Bennett. Matt, you read this. I do not read this. Yeah. So, so basically the issue is a team up of Batman and Ravager. And basically Deathstroke is having Ravager take Batman... Like around, and she's seeing what Batman does and how he's a hero. Now, I don't know if that's actually part of Deathstroke's plan, but the full thing is they're still trying to figure out who has the hit out on Rose. And as part of this distraction, he has kidnapped uh, Damien. And Damien doesn't like to be kidnapped. And he Not at all, talks. I'd imagine. He talks the best amount of smack to Deathstroke I've ever heard. <laughs> Again, we talked about how how other writers were chomping at the bit to get to Damien. Well, Priest has left his mark, and it's it's strong. Because what Deathstroke does with Damien is he's chained him up in the silo or water tower, and he's filling it up with water. And Damien is saying stuff as it's filling up with water from the drowns. Like, hey, you forgot the bubble bath. Like, I need to be comfortable if you're going to drown me. And he's like, oh, you're Mr. Family Man, right? You left your your daughter with my dad. Um, But that's good because when you leave your kids alone, they end up dying. So your oldest son hated you so much he joined Hive and got himself killed. Your other son got his throat cut. Um, So at least he doesn't have to be around you anymore. And just, Jamie is completely savage. And the rest of the issue is jumping between Batman giving Rose lessons, even if she doesn't want them, about how her dad operates, that basically you're just another pawn in his overall plan. And as she's going about this mission, basically with Batman, she's talking on the phone with her boyfriend from earlier in the issues. And they, at the end, they find out that the Damien, or that the Deathstroke Damien has been talking to is basically just a recording. And that, he has left. He has gotten Deathstroke's gotten the information he's needed, and he was the one that put the hit out on Rose to find out who would take him up on it. And it turns out it's her boyfriend, who we thought was out of the game, but no, he's actually fully immersed in this whole assassins thing. So, it's you know roundabout way, it's him being a good dad by taking off, kind of, which is what we've gotten early on in the series with his first two sons. Uh, I assume you enjoyed it, though. Was it good? Yes, 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 yes. It's it's all... It's Again, it's entering my top five every time I read it. It's solid. I don't know how long Christopher Brace is going to be on the book. I hope it's for a long while, because I could get more of this every two weeks, and I'll be happy. So, 
definitely worth a read and not reading it. All right, uh, mm-hmm. that'll take us on to Vigilante Southland issue one, which is the first issue in a new mini series, uh, six issues. Uh, Gary Phillips writing and Elena Casagrande on art. Uh, the art, by the way, is really really nice. Joe yes. reminds me a lot of even the tone of the book. It reminds me a lot of like. Do you remember the start of like Bendis's Daredevil kind of yep. feel? I I get a lot of those vibes from it. Yep. Uh. uh so this that, is that art. Oh God. Um. I don't know. Man, if ever listens to this, he's going to he's going to murder me. Um. However. Yes. The the book then it's kind of a crime thriller about obviously a vigilante as the title would uh, mm-hmm. suggest, um, and it's you know there's a sort of conspiracy thing going on so that this this girl's killed because she's she's been a bit of a vigilante and snooping around where she's not wanted and she's taken yep. out and her boyfriend tries to sort of dig into it and tries to find out more himself and then at the end of the issue it seems like he is. Uh, taken out with an explosion yeah uh or so like at least it seems that way anyway i mean it's yeah because when we're introduced to it first he is fighting a guy and as we go throughout the issue it looks like the guy he's the one that ran down the girlfriend in the car yeah oh here's and then it cuts to this backstory and we don't end up back there well we don't know what's him in costume though yeah and that's what i was gonna say we don't know who because I'm thinking it's the dad, because he go, he goes to his dad, because his dad's mm-hmm. kind of a gangster, kind of a part of the mob, for help in tracking down what's going on. And the reason why I think it's the dad, honestly, it's, it's this weird thing where I vaguely remember the description they gave us when they announced it. Mm. And I seem to recall it being a father because of something happened to his kid. I seem to recall mm-hmm. that. Because I was getting really confused. Not because of anything that was an issue that was wrong. It was just... Yeah. Uh, I vaguely, I was a father, but then it was like, oh no, wait, it's his girlfriend? What's going on? I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's I, good though, because I, I feel like in this type of crime story, you want the twists and turns. Yeah. So, less is more. It could be Donnie, it could be his dad, um, who his dad reminded me a little bit of Mike from Breaking Bad. Hmm. Just like, he knows the right people, and you don't want to cross him, because he knows the right people. Yeah. So, but uh, I really enjoyed this entire issue i quite enjoyed um, it too i thought like i said the art was very good there was some very good sequential yep. storytelling as well uh very smart framing i thought the scene where the because uh, uh main character works in a school he's like a, a sort of maintenance guy janitor yep. sort of type of character word, word for that is custodian and i know from experience so um sure but it's like a university he's working on rather than a like a oh, high yeah, school yeah but but like you um, see him, but you can still. I mean, he's doing maintenance work because we're not introduced to him cleaning. He's changing out lights. Yeah, yeah. He, seem, he seems more of like a tech guy, or not tech, but like more of a handyman than a cleaner. Yeah. You know, he seems to be doing that more kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah. this the scene where uh, a teacher comes in to tell him that the principal needs to talk to him or the dean needs to talk to him yep. about his daughter dying. Like that is like framed beautifully. The way it goes through that scene and the way he realizes that there's something serious to be told. Yep. Because she has this stern face, and we see his face, and we see her face, and just the way it builds across the page uh, was very like not suspenseful. Suspense is not the right word because we know what what it's about. We we've seen her die, yeah. but there's, but there's that, a tension. To it's, it's, it. Yeah, it's like a tension. Like it's yeah. a it's like a dread of him finding out. Like you're yep. kind of scared of his reaction to it. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we know very little about the characters at this point, it's quite early on in the book. Yeah. 
So, but no, um, I think it, I think the characters are pretty strong. Um, mm-hmm. The conspiracies, whatever. It's like, yeah, there's some evil company doing something they're not meant to, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and she got herself into the mess, and you feel like the mom is part of this. Like, I feel like the vigilante is like a legacy that gets passed on, because mm-hmm. we what we hear about her mother is she's very like, what was the word? But she's into the protests. Yeah. And well, uh, actually, now that you've said that, I'm pretty sure yeah. the description of this book when it was announced was not mm-hmm. only that it was a father, it was him coming out of retirement as the vigilante to uh, mm-hmm. do something. So yeah. I don't. So I, I don't know. If, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But, I, I, but either way, the mom like is like, I need to see her stuff. Like when someone else in the house is like, Well, what are you looking for? She's like, I'll know when I find it. And we, we kind of got that the costume was in her stuff like that she wore when she broke into that lab and he finds it too right the the boyfriend because he ends up with the that that rope coil that's yeah. got a, like a taser in it so i will say this i thought this was really weird that this was a dc book i felt like this should yeah. just be vertical it felt like a vertical I felt book the same exact way um, so so i'm not quite sure why they made that choice but there it is yep. um, it's, but it's definitely worth checking out it'll make a great because it's a mini series right that's not an ongoing yeah six issues so, so i think it's gonna make a really good like trade that you hand yeah. to your friends they're like hey you want a cool crime story check this out yeah and i, th- I think honestly that's how i'm probably going to read the rest of it i don't think yeah. i want to read issue by issue uh, yeah Mainly because it is so disconnected from everything. It's, it's not really a DC book. Like I mean, it's published by DC, yeah. but it's not a DC book, if that makes sense. No, I get that. I, I'm in it for the long haul, just because like the whole vote with your dollar. And if DC's going to keep putting out this type of stuff, mm. then, you know. But I, I'll probably double dip and get the trade when it comes out, just like I said, that you can hand it to people. And there's just an issue in. It go completely off the rails, and I might not feel that way. But one issue in, I get a good feeling mm. about it. No, I I liked it a lot. I just think uh, you know, like 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 you were even uh, shouting about earlier. Uh, it's a week with eleven, twelve books. Uh, yeah. You know, this is exactly the sort of thing that I can happily like. You know, it's good, but you know, I can easily sort of leave this behind. Yeah. Because uh, it's well, just, like, you know, it's adding yeah. to the pile, and it doesn't feel like it's necessary with the rest of them. Yep. If I don't have to read this by you know when we record, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am happy. So. Yeah, it just eases things up a little bit. Because honestly, yep. we're at the point now where it is a concern, like just how many books are out in one week that we are supposed to be covering. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, so it's very yeah. good. So I don't think we'll cover that month to month, uh, issue by issue, but it is, issue one was good and it's worth yes. checking out. So yep. that's uh, Vigilante Southland. Um, now this is where we would go to Connor's Corner, but he's not here. So that is actually the last book that we had to yep. talk about. Um so, I guess that takes us to favorite things. Um, starting starting with a panel of the week. Yeah, I, I'm going to be quick about this because it, there's only one thing that springs to mind. It's Jay's hat. Jay's helmet. I, I knew you were going to go there, and so I had to pick a different one. Yeah, Jay's helmet from the end of the Flash. Uh, no, it has to be that. It just has yep. to be. When when I had read that you had said that it had brought you to tears, yeah. I was like, "Oh, there's Pete's panel of the week." Yeah, there's there's no way it's not that. Like, uh, come on, that that is such a big goddamn moment. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman and Steve because we gave that 
or, or Diana and Steve rather, because she's not in costume, on the beach, meeting up, just how beautiful the colors were. We gave that a whole lot of focus. Yeah. Which, uh, which panel, though, specifically? Oh, it has to be the full page of them embracing, coming in for that kiss. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the silhouette, I think, though, against the sunset. No, that's, that's where they're Was up it? together and it makes like a heart. That's on the next page. That's on the next page. Okay. Right. okay. Yep. So, um, but any one of those panels could have. I mean, from him yeah. sitting on the hood of the car, like, again, it's it's Rucka letting the art do the storytelling. So, like, fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, the next thing we're going to pick is best art of the week. And I feel like I am probably going to say Wonder Woman because – you know, front to back, that issue was just gorgeous. Uh, yep. Very, very little to complain about. Um, mm-hmm. Other other contenders might have been Teen Titans. Uh, you know, possibly Batgirl as well. Teen Titans and Batgirl were gorgeous this week, but Wonder Woman just had that that mood. You know, it's like when I get a sense of atmosphere from the art. When I, yep. you know, when everything about it speaks to a certain mood, and I feel like Wonder Woman this week especially had a mood. Yeah, it did. You know, it was a mood of uh, like remembering old times and like old friendships. Whether it be Wonder Woman and uh, you know Barbara Ann or Wonder Woman and Steve, Steve. it was this this sense of reconnecting. You know, right? Well, getting... even that that goes to Themyscira too, because that's all she wants to do is reconnect. Yeah, there you go. Home. Yeah, all, all so. reconnecting. But that, that that mood's there throughout in every single panel. So yeah. So I'm. Uh, so you brought up Teen Titans. I was gonna bring up Vigilante, and then when you brought up Wonder Woman. I'm going to bring up that tiger story that I talked about oh, in right, the 75th okay. anniversary. Because um, as you said with Vigilante, it's just a piece of sequential storytelling mm. that goes out and about. And you get the emotion conveyed throughout. Um, and just the way it ends. And it's like a two, three-page story. And it feels so much bigger than that. But that's going to be my art of the week. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so that'll... Let us pick our actual books of the week then, our top fives, as it uh, were. Um, I've not actually thought about this ahead of time, if I'm honest. <laughs> Usually Uh-oh. I have, but I haven't this time. So I'm going to freeball it. I'll let you go first, Matt, and then I'm going to... Alrighty. So my number one is going to be Wonder Woman, for all the reasons that we said above. And then I'm going to go Detective, because that was a very solid first issue of an arc, yet continues what else happened. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go... Let's say Teen Titans. That was real solid. Actually, let's go Deathstroke, then Teen Titans. And then even though I wasn't a big fan of the art, I'm going to say Flash. So mark this down. This is the first time I think I haven't had a Superman in a week where we have a Superman in my top five. So That's not entirely true. Action regularly in the first arc wasn't hitting the top five. Yeah? In yeah. mine? I think so, okay. yeah. Yeah, I think well, I'm misremembering that slightly. Yeah, I think action. All right. Well, either way, and I and I really did enjoy action, but right there, yeah, those are our five books. Like, just based off of Flash, it was the emotion behind the Wally meeting Wally, yeah, and that edges out my love of Superman, just ever so slightly. Um, yeah. Okay, I am going to also put Wonder Woman at the top spot. I am then going to oh. Uh, <laughs> This is getting tough. Uh, so, yeah, Wonder Woman at the top spot. And then I'm going to put The Flash in second place. And then I'm going to put Detective. Mmm. Yeah. 
I think that's pretty big because I don't think you've ever had Detective less than two. Hmm. I can't remember. Uh, I, you so you have to check your list. Yeah, so someone can go back and listen to the old, yeah. all the old episodes and tell me if I ever put Detective Lord in that. Um, so yeah, Detective number three, and then then Batgirl. Okay, it's fair. It's hard to go against Albuquerque and Larson. They've been mm. really solid. And then... Um, I'm going to go with action, actually, number five. I'm tempted to say Teen Titans, but I'm going to go with action. Huh? Uh, that's just... I don't know. I feel like I feel like what I got a lot of this week through a lot of books um, across the board was really good like moments where characters were connecting with each other in various yeah. ways. Uh, I got it. I got it in Detective. I got it in Action. I got it in Wonder Woman. I got it in Flash. I got it in Titans. I got it. You know, like all of those issues all had things that you know were like, oh, yeah, they're they're rekindling another. You know, yep. there was a lot of that across the board this week, and I feel like, uh, and I think that's why I am slightly giving the edge to Action in number five over Teen Titans because uh, as funny as Teen Titans was, Action's. Uh, you know, cornerstone of the Superman, you know, part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing it all together was uh, was really really great feeling. So, um, no, uh, there you go. Uh, as for worst of the week, um, see, this is hard now because I actually like I'm at the point yeah. where I've cut all the books I don't like. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it's actually kind of difficult. Uh, you know, it may actually just be Titans. Uh, well, actually, no, 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 no. I, I like Titans. <laughs> I, I like Titans more than Batman Beyond. I have to say. Okay. So it's probably Batman Beyond, but that's not a yeah. criticism of Batman Beyond. It's just. Of course, and that's why I'm. Um, I was gonna say Titans, and then the oh. discussion about Blue Beetle. Uh, I'm just <laughs> not enjoying it. I'm gonna keep going, but you know, I just no. wish they could put this out on the other week. Uh, I don't have eleven books. I, I get you. Now the funny thing is, is I feel like with Titans you have, you know, you you have a pretty strong side of people on that side of the fence. Like I feel like Titans has been very divisive. There's a lot of people who think it's a bit underwhelming, um, and I get it. I don't think it's the best written book or whatever, but I am really enjoying it for the character stuff. Whereas Blue Beetle, I feel like, I feel like you might be the minority in that one. I'm not sure. I've not That's checked. Fine. But the reason you- why I'm saying that is I'm like. You know what? In the comments, people, by all means, let Matt have it. Let let him. Oh, to quote The Rock, just bring it, because I've spent my life as a Superman fan, full in a world full of Batman fans. So I don't mind being the minority. You know, <laughs> like it's it's what it is. So, uh, but yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Uh, so that's uh, all of the weekly picks and stuff, which just leaves me to tell you what's coming next week. On the first week of November, uh, twenty seventeen. Can you believe we're at November already, Matt? I can't. It's it's my wife's birthday coming up, so it's man, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, how many? Hon, June, July, August, September, October. Oh, this is month six. This is month six of rebirth coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, coming next week we have a Batman issue ten. Uh, Oh wait, I've got Cyborg listed in the top, but it shouldn't be. It should be at the bottom because we've all dropped that. Apologies, folks. Yes, that's okay. It's uh, you know, alphabetical. Sometimes just left. 
Yeah. Well, it's because I, I do, like, I always make this list when I the solicits come out, so I don't know if I've dropped stuff by the time we actually right. we actually get there. Um, but yeah, so we've got Batman issue 10, Green Arrow issue 10, Green Lanterns issue 10, Justice League issue 8, Nightwing issue 8, Superman issue 10. Uh, we have two of the uh, minis, minis. Uh, next week. We have Death of Hawkman issue 2. We also have Midnight or Apollo issue 2. Although, was anyone continuing that? I, I don't think... I didn't even read the first one, so I'm probably not. Okay. Yeah, because our complaint with that was is it actually, it felt well, it was well written. Like, Orlando did a good Mm -hmm. job with it, but it was clearly intended for people who had read Midnighter. You know, it didn't, it wasn't new reader welcome at all. Uh, Gotcha. So we won't actually be talking about that, but it's coming out. Uh, Also, Catwoman Election Night one shot is coming out next week. I, who knows what that'll be like, uh, but that's going to be there. And then Connor should be talking about Harley Quinn issue seven, which is a, I don't know. I'm going to start using his uh, corner as like the piss break moment of the podcast. You know, just get up, like go get a snack, use the bathroom if need be. Actually, now now that I'm saying that, maybe we should put Connor's corner in the middle. It's like half time. So we can get up, go do what we need to do, and then he can, you yeah. know, just let Connor sit. There. Well, no, we can't go at the yeah. same time. We have to supervise him because who knows That's what that? True. Who knows what that little menace will get up to if we're not here to <laughs> keep an eye on him? Ginger black magic, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't trust him. Uh, and I, obviously, <laughs> as I said, Cyborg's also out next week, as is Aquaman. But we will not be covering those because all of us have uh, dropped those books, which I had to had to happen yep. with some of them eventually. Uh, it's a shame that Aquaman's in that list, but hey. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's actually a slightly later week next week. Um, I am enjoying that. Okay, I've got what six, seven. I've been having like eight books, including the Catwoman one shot. That's not bad. Only. Only. Yeah. Only. I had eleven this week. <laughs> yeah, but but we're getting my probably most anticipated since they announced is in Superman ten, where the the Super Sons meet. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I am, I am really looking forward to that. Uh, also looking forward to Batman because this that first issue with uh, Janin on art again, you know, uh, yeah, or if yeah, I am yeah. suicide. Uh, Nightwing's always great. Uh, Green, Green Lanterns, yeah, that's been good. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's been solid stuff. Um, I, I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. Oof, the week after that's packed though. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> oh. it always happens. Yeah. Yeah, did they, they, they shuffle one of the uh, double shipping books that are on the uh, Action Detective to the other weeks? Yeah, just to even it out a bit more. I feel like that would be a or, good idea. or or move one of the monthlies to that too. Like that would that would help. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. None of them are monthlies; they're all double shippers. No. Yep. And week two has actually got too many super books. I know that seems like a weird thing to say. Yeah. Week two has Supergirl, Superwoman, and New Superman. Like, yep. Throw one of them in the first week. Yeah. Partner them up with Action or Superman. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that has brought an end to episode 23 of Comics from the Multiverse. And we hit two hours. We're over two hours, despite the fact that Connor's not here. So that tells you how long it would have been had uh, he been around. And, yeah. uh, So let us know which side of the fence you land on with the... uh, Matt and Peter fights of the episode, which were Titans and Blue Beetle. Yeah, that's cool. And if, if you don't agree with me, that's awesome. I'm cool. It's teach their own. I used to fight about that stuff, but... You if know. you uh, don't agree with me, 
That is not awesome. That is not cool. <laughs> sort your lives out. This is why behind Pete's back we call him the dictator, people. <laughs> uh, I am, of course, joking. You're allowed to disagree with me. Uh-huh. He says that now. Just wait. Uh... I mean, there may be a death trap in your future, but you're, you're allowed to disagree with me. That's um, cool. There may be ramifications. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, no, but seriously, guys, thanks very much for uh, watching and or listening once again. Um, hopefully, we'll have a full set of three people again next week. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Let us know what you thought of any of the books that came out this week. Uh, what you're looking forward to next week and all that kind of thing. Uh, we are genuinely curious to hear. Uh, yeah, and also remember that me and Connor do all the DC TV reviews every week on this YouTube channel. Uh, we review Supergirl, Green, uh, not Green Arrow, sorry, just Arrow, uh, <laughs> The Flash, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow, plus a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but those are the things that might have specifically interest you. Um, just yeah. forewarning, we hate Arrow. We tear it to shreds every single week. Uh, so if you if you don't want to hear us be negative about them, then avoid the Arrow reviews and watch the other ones. That's just my yeah. recommendation. Um, but yeah, any final words, Matt, before I... Nah, I'm good. Good? Cool. I know. Cool. This has been Comics from the Multiverse, folks. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Keep reading comics and whatever you do, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion.